myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back. Happy hump day. May the 25th. True Withers Show with True Withers. I'm your host, True Withers. Thank everyone for joining us. If you could, please and thank you. Thumbs up in the YouTube. Subscribe in the chat so you can join us. And five-star review wherever you are hearing us. Again, please and thank you. Scoob's in the house. How we feeling, Scoob? Uh, blind. I had to clean my glasses, but we're feeling... Feeling all right. A little bit of a rough day yesterday, but we're powering Uh-oh. through it, you know. Hey, it's just, what happened? Just What's the, the news, you know, the news. It's rough. Man, yeah. Rough, and it's, rough, rough. It's just rinse, lather, repeat of mm-hmm. my God. What could be done in the only place where this keeps happening? Mm-hmm. If, if, only, if only anything could be done. It feels absurd that two weeks in a row we've have we have to have this conversation you know it's it's very tiring very mentally exhausting you know i mean it's i know it's one i'm forgetting because i saw it was the the black buffalo Mm -hmm. supermarket Mm -hmm. the shooting at the asian church in cali there was one more i'd either forgotten about or i don't know that just already Mm -hmm. processed out of my mind for the next one Mm-hmm. And now this one, and Kelby said something has to give, and I think like that's what's so disheartening. I mean, what's really disheartening is what eighteen children, eighteen literal children, mm-hmm. I think was the number I saw, and I think a couple of teachers were killed. And I saw like the day before, the high school seniors had come to that school to like you know, in their cap and gown and shake hands and all that with the, the elementary school kids. And the day after that happens. And again, it's just, I don't know, helplessness, right? Cause it's like, what, what, what can be done? What, what, what can, what can we do? Right. And I don't know. The, I don't know the answer to that. Right. So I, I feel like we've done everything we can, you know, we voted the people that told us they would change things into power and then they're on Twitter asking us to pray. So it's like well, uh, thoughts and prayers. Don't forget that they go hand in hand. Right. Um, right. It's the people who literally have the powers like, man, oh, man, thoughts and prayers. Something has to be done. Do something. Like, what mm-hmm. do you mean something has to be done? Yeah. I, I, that's I don't know. That's pretty much all I can say on it now is like I've I've talked about this stuff way too much as a streamer over my years as a streamer you know it's insane to me and that's the thing it's it's i don't want to say desensitized i feel like it's just more of there's again i still see and go through and read the threads of the victims from buffalo right like it's Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be in a society where it's like oh oh that's oh you oh the mass shooting seven days ago man you six mass shootings late You six late, and I was like, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. It's clearly going on. I feel like it's on people's minds, but again, it's just at a point like I, I just I don't know what else to do, right? Like, what what can we do? Because, like you said, it's I think it's out of our hands. It's in the hands of like, politicians who have shown cannot be trusted mm-hmm. to look out for anything other than their own self interest, because. 
I mean, it's the tweet again. It keeps coming up. I think it was from 2015. And it was like Sandy Hook was the end of gun control. Once it was like elementary school children are fair game, fair game in this sense. Mm-hmm. What, else, what, what are you going to fight for that, that's stronger than that? And right. once nothing changed after that, it's like, Jesus Christ, you can't go to class. You can't go to the supermarket. You can't go to church. Mm-hmm. You can't, can't go for a jog. You can't, uh, you can't do shit, man. Right. And I don't know. Yeah, like Spliffy said, you... We should not be in a place where it's like, oh, which uh, which one are you talking about? That's not normal. Mm-hmm. That's not a normal thing. I don't know. I don't know. I was gonna say I'd be interested to hear how like people from other countries view this. I wonder if it's even they're decent. Like, oh, another one in USA, huh? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, does that even? Well, they think we're insane. Does it happen that much? Oh, they know. They've been no <laughs> because they they have it right. happen one time and then have all the guns confiscated no problems you know that god forbid or even i don't know i think it's i think it's japan it's one of those i don't think they confiscated anything but they made us like hey if you're gonna have these you have to like come down to the central office whatever get this kind of permit for whatever type of weapon you own you have to tell us where it is where the ammunition is i believe they have like checks like random if they say you live on 755 Main Street. We'll drop by. Hey, you said you had uh, this gun here. Let's see. All right, let's just see. And the people that want to have the guns are willing to go through all that. And they don't have these kind of issues. Mm-hmm. They don't have these kind of issues. No one does but us. And again, we just, we wait until the next one. That's really what it is at this point because nothing's being done. Nothing's going to be done. Like we had a point, and not like not to take it away, but I saw the story we were supposed to get to the other day. Seventy-eight thousand pounds of formula arrived to help to help the United States. You understand? Mm-hmm. United States. We didn't send seventy-eight thousand pounds of formula to help a third world country. We are the third world country now. Yeah, we're we're the shit we got going on. We are in the mud, Daddy. A superpower only in memory. Uh, yeah, revisionist. Like we 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 are living in uh, nineteen sixty two stars and bars glory, it's, and it's kind of like I remember when I was in college or high school. They talked about like back in the USSR days, they'd take them on a train ride through a pre made town that looked really nice compared to the rest of the country. <clears throat> that sort of feels like our whole country is that train ride. Yeah, and again, it's just it's not gonna get better not to, like i won't <laughs> just like the time I, I lost any type of faith in mankind i you remember the day you were born school me neither if we talking about that far back but i saw i was like well they're not producing formula it's not really a shortage they were like babies are just not really big business mm-hmm. that's why there's they're not big babies can't buy things school they don't have any dollar bills mm-hmm. so that's where we're at as a country right now there's no formula um a growing number of women cannot choose what to do with their body. You can't go to school. You can't go to church. You can't sit in your home. You can't go for a jog. Can't do none of this shit, man. So, I don't know. I don't have a segue. Like, it, it, it's all bad. So, um, what else we got? I think Jock Peterson had some uh, more lighthearted news. 
Uh, yeah, I saw, I woke up this morning, I saw Jock Peterson hit three home runs. We got another three home run game. Um, any baseball? I was told, uh, I was told it's rare. Were on, <laughs> I was told offenses were on the decline. I was told there was a dead ball in the league. I was told it wasn't going anywhere. It wouldn't fly whatsoever. They, I was told Charlie Brown had holes. Scoob again. <laughs> that, listen, they literally tell you anything. Uh, three, eight, uh, ribbies though. Yeah, yeah, big, big game. And, and there was a huge comeback. They were down. They, they said it was going to be an embarrassing loss. Uh, and Jock almost missed the game from what I'm hearing? Yeah, well, he didn't miss the game. But um, so what happened was he spent 30 minutes talking to Barry Bonds in the clubhouse. And the next thing he knew, it was 625 and the game was starting in like 15 minutes. And he didn't have his uniform or any of his gear on. I mean, he's like I'm at the state. Like, you, you think I'm gonna? I'm not gonna play. Like, we're, I'm I'm here. It wasn't like he was still at the hotel in his socks. Mm-hmm. So, and then, uh, yeah, he's like, I, at six twenty-five p.m. I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> Said world champion Atlanta Brave, now San Francisco Giant Jack Peterson. Um, so- now, is Barry? Is Barry? A, I know he was a hitting coach with the Marlins. Is he, is he a hitting coach, or he was just kind of just I- shooting the shit? I think he's an assistant hitting coach for them. I looked it up and okay. I, I only saw things about the Marlins. Yeah, I remember the Marlins run. But then there was one article that said he was like an assistant to the hitting coach. So to, for the Giants. So maybe it's a part-time job. Shows up when he wants. Listen, sound like the best gig, man. It, it, like third base coach. You got to be out there every single You got to do this every single night. Assistant to the hitting coach. They text Barry, hey, Barry, uh, Jock wants to talk to you. He's like, yeah, I'll be there. I'm, you know, right. I'll talk right. to him. Yeah, I'll, I'll show up. Um, yeah, so they were they were up 8-2, um, and then they gave up two runs in the seventh and seven in the eighth to fall behind 11-8. And then um, Jock tied it with a three-run homer, and they still trailed in the ninth. Um... And then they rallied with two outs and none on to stun New York and end their five-game losing streak, it says. Mm-mm-mm. Jock had had enough. Does Jock still go pearls? He still goes pearls, doesn't he? I think so. He's got, yeah, I feel like pearls is kind of a, it's kind of his thing now. Uh, yeah. What, what, uh, I want to see Barry take some BP. <laughs> I think Barry still got, it. yeah, he's officially a consultant. That's, mm. consultant's the move. That means you get some business cards, an office, nice little salary, uh, and whatever you do, you say, no, ambassador's the one. Consultant, you might actually have to do some stuff. Ambassador, that's what you want to be. You show up when you want to if you're an ambassador. You you show up when you want to. You do some good. Like, Barry Bonds just shows up and is like, who wants ice cream? Just buys a whole section of ice cream. He's like, yeah, I'm an ambassador. That's what the ambassador does. Consultant, you got to, you know, grip the bat and, you know, your torque. I want to be ambassador guy. We got some quotes in the article here. Um, Who do we have here? uh, Logan Webb said he was joking about it after the first one about talking to Barry. Uh, Then he hit the second, then he hit the third. And it was like, man, this guy is something else. (laughs) You're you're not going to cheat him with anything. He's trying to do that every at bat. Chuck, oh, they're saying no more pearls for Jack. Ooh, no more. Ooh. I could, I mean, I could, I could see it both ways. Like you win a ring with it, 
it's my thing forever. But it'd also be like, hey, I, that was a special time with the Braves. He came in for, I think, one year, hired gun, did what he was supposed to do. And now next, like, maybe he'll be wearing rubies or some shit, some emeralds uh, be his next shit. But Jock doing things. Slugger, was that in San Fran? Uh, yes, in San Fran. Oh, man. I, the last home run went into the Cove. So. Oh, man. I was going to say, that's what I need to know. We I need to, some McCovey Cove action. Yep. Great name for a Cove. And uh, his manager, Gabe Kapler, said it was probably the best individual performance I've ever been around, considering all things like big moments in the game and the necessity to be resilient, even in that last at-bat. Resilient? Yeah, it was. I think it was... Um, it was uh yeah, because they came back. They, they, they were up, yeah, up big, came yeah. down, and then Jack Peterson had had enough. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, yeah, that's what he said. Special time. So I, I, I can see that too. It's like, hey, we had he'll have that forever with Braves fans. On to the next one. We just show it. And he's just wearing. I don't even know. What's like uh, what's the fake diamond shit? Malsium or shit? You know what I'm oh, talking about? Like it, the the lab diamonds. It starts with a Z, isn't it? Like. Right? No, not not oh. zirconia. That's oh. like the fake ones. I want like the I don't know what it's called. They they're diamonds, but they're made in a lab. You thought you had Let's laboratory diamonds? Lab grown diamonds. Oh, um, they just called. I thought they had a name. Or they just called lab grown diamonds? It just says is grown. Uh, <laughs> grown grown's in quotes. <laughs> Ritani, brilliant earth. Let's look at this. Uh, diamond like, like crystal structure. Here we go. Mining free. Um, culture diamonds. There's no D words here. No D were interesting. Uh, the only D word I'm seeing is diamond. There, there were okay. Uh, it's the one Peter said. Moist. That's the one I'm thinking of. It might be something different, but that was Moistenite. The word, yeah, moistenite. That's what I was thinking of. Thank you, Peter. Maybe that's not the fake diamond. There we go. What, look... what is moistenite? Oh, okay. A Lux Viviana moistenite engagement ring for that special someone school. Is moistenite? Yeah, we go. Are they similar? Okay, gotcha. Okay, so I I was close. Um, diamonds made of silicon carbide. A diamond simulant. The stone has a similar appearance to a diamond, but it's not a real diamond. It's very difficult to tell. I bet it is. It's very difficult to tell apart a lot of shit. Uh, common diamond alternative, Scoob. I know you were thinking about getting a uh, putting four fifty on a bracelet. That's right. Mo- moistenite. Um. Something to consider. It's kind of funny how much money is spent on like diamond jewelry when like no one knows that it's real except the person wearing it, right? That was the Chad Johnson. Uh like Chad Ocho Cinco used to I think it was on hard knots. He was like, I get my earrings from Claire's because I'm rich, so people assume I have the money. He was like, But my earrings, they cost I was like, now that's the play right there. Right. They're like, well, you, you think he doesn't have, you know, he got money for the real ones. He just wears the $5 ones. That's and now, who was it in chat? <laughs> Hinkerman says, girl said she's okay with Moist and I. I think it's a trap, man. Dude, the second you give her that ring, she's pulling out the diamond tester. That's, she's, yeah. Beep, 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 beep. She's, she's going to say, oh, I love it. But then she got a girlfriend that's going to say, let me see that here. And put the little <laughs> eye spectacle thing on. Mm, that's Moist and I, baby. So... I don't know, man. Did she did she say she's okay with it? This is where things <laughs> he's living uncut gym. Did she say she was okay with it or she wanted moistenite? If she said she's okay with it, I don't think you should get moistenite. I don't that's if she said she like she has one she prefers that happens to be moistenite, 
get that. If she says she's okay with it, that means like, hey, I, you know, I'm okay with eating 12 hamburgers for lunch. You know what I'm saying? I do it. But I, maybe I'd rather have a steak. It just seems awfully expensive for something that's not real still, you know? Like, or is it? A couple grand on it? I don't know. Oh, look. I mean, it's... Maybe they're saying it's even... They're like, hey, I was going to say last long. I don't know what the... Uh, what the appeal is. I don't sell jewelry. But... See, my girl's gonna make me forced to accept moissanite no way home person blood diamonds from the go- well i mean you can get you some blood free diamonds but just know she gonna check ld i don't think there's a such thing as a blood free diamond i think all diamonds are blood diamonds right are they i'm pretty I guess, sure i learned i learned so much here maybe not maybe i'm making shit up but i I'm, now again i know a good bit of them are but i i would again, say like the majority if I'm wrong, i don't know I feel like once they once people realize that diamonds aren't rare, right, right, that kind of tapped into mm-hmm. it's like oh also they can now I'm blood diamond stuff definitely still goes on like for sure and yeah. probably will forever, but the percentage of it I don't I do think there are like blood free or conflict free I guess is the way to say and again if you go moissanite or the lab grown that's how you get around even you don't have to worry about it mm-hmm. I mean unless they Grew them in a lab under pressure. I don't know, but see, risky. There's, a, yeah, there. I, I do think there are some, but oh no, like there's still definitely conflict. Diamonds. I'm biased. I watch too many movies. Mm. Un, like uncut, like hidden gems here. Yeah, hidden <laughs> gems. Look, he's hiding them. They're behind him. That, you can't see them. That's what I was like. That was my favorite part when he was hiding the gems. <laughs> A lot of people like the Kevin Garnett stuff. A lot of people like the what's that girl? What's that other woman's name? Uh, oh, what's her? Oh, what Julia is Fox. Fox. Julia, Julia Fox. Fox. Yes. Did she say some crazy stuff? Uh, no. I think someone Did she like do something. Someone. Well, she was dating Kanye for a while, and I think mm. someone said someone made up a quote saying she would talk about going like goblin mode, but it was like a made up quote, like. Goblin. She like posts on Instagram saying, "I've never gone goblin mode." Goblin mode. <laughs> um, like LD said, "What is conflict?" For? Like I, I hear what you say. I do think there are some just like, "Hey, we want the dime." It's it's a money making industry. We can find a way to do it. I don't know how hard you have to search for conflict free diamonds. Like I don't know if you have to. Like when you go in, you got to ask for mustard and you got to ask for brown mustard. You know what I mean, school? Like, I don't know if you got to go in and ask for conflict free or add, or if conflict free is the uh, the default. Imagine going into the diamond store and the guy's like, hey, you got any of those, uh, you got any of those conflict free ones, man? You yeah, yeah. somewhere back there? Right, what's my like, you got any conflict full ones? It's like, what? No, I want the ones only from conflict. It's like, what? <laughs> What's Hannibal Burris doing here? No, uh, <laughs> interesting. Beat the Goblin mode. Yeah, I didn't hear. I, we, we're gonna hard look, let's look this up. Let's yeah, what did I, I feel like there was something? Goblin mode. I'm a little afraid. I was gonna say you might want to not want to do it on images, but yeah, I don't know go. what Goblin mode. Here is. we go. Fake Goblin mode. Uh, here we go. Oh wow! They just rock. Here the thing, Adrian. Uh, Diamonds are just rocks and money's just paper. But it is, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Uh, here we go. We got some goblin mode. 
It, well, this article says the person behind a fake Julia Fox headline about goblin mode says they did her a favor by distracting from her breakup with Kanye. Mm. That almost makes me think she is behind it. She's like, hey, plant this goblin mode stuff. Um. Okay, so, okay. I thought Kanye, I thought Kanye used to be crying about how he won his wife back. How are you dating women and breaking up with women? I don't know. You're not supposed to say that part out loud. Famous famous people have to be in a relationship at all times. With other famous people. That's just how it works, you know? I think, and it has to be with other famous people, right? Yeah. It's it's like, we've both been in the industry since we were two years old. This is the only person that would understand it. Or it's like, no, uh... She pumped my gas one time and we just hit it off. She's never heard of television. She doesn't know who I am. It's just pure love. Goblin mode. Yeah, so um, I guess someone tweeted a fake. They like photoshopped it and it said, Julia Fox opened up about her difficult relationship with Kanye West, uh, saying he didn't like when I went goblin mode. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's kind of funny. And, and, and then she she posted on her Instagram story saying, "Just for the record, I've never used the term goblin mode." <laughs> Just for the record, I've never went goblin mode. I wanted on there. I did not go goblin <laughs> mode for posterity. Uh, Walking okay. around town with a shirt that says "Never Gone Goblin Mode." Yeah, goblin mode with a circle and slash through it like cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, Julia Fox. Beat the Goblin allegations. That's true. What else we got? I don't, I don't want to talk no basketball yet. What's this Gary Payton story? Oh, yeah. So uh, this guy I follow, he posted a pretty, it looked pretty funny. It was a long, yeah, that, <laughs> very long Gary Payton story. Here we go. That, look, Swisher's right. After two beers, I'm looking to gobble up some dessert. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's only Goblin mode I know. Um Man, where did this come from? Who is this from? So I looked this up, but I couldn't find the article. So it's just a guy that I follow tweeted this screenshot. Okay, um, okay. so, uh, all right. It says, if you were married, Peyton, Gary Peyton, allegedly, I guess allegedly, since we can't say where this article is from. All this is allegedly. If you were married, Peyton banged your ugly-ass wife. If you were dating, he banged your ugly-ass girlfriend. Your car was trash. Your house was on fire. Your butt smelled of rotten lizard. You sucked dick. Your teammates sucked dick. Your children did that. When a journeyman forward named Jamie Feck once barked nonsense at Peyton, he replied by noting, man, you won't even be in the league next year. Moments later, to Peyton's delicious delight, an opponent asked him to hold his tongue, for he had hurt Fike's feelings. When Timberwolves coach Sidney Lowe, five foot eleven, stood to say something, the six foot four Peyton shouted, "Sit down, you Smurf!" When Chicago's uh, Scottie Pippen was playing without Michael Jordan, Peyton went to town. "Where's Mike at?" he bellowed. "I ain't scared of you now, Scotty. You ain't top fifty of all time. You want me to show you my list? I had you at fifty one, Scotty. I had you at fifty one. When Denver, <laughs> when Denver's Ricky Pierce." Went after Peyton, the glove snapped. I'll kill your family. 
that was how it ended. I could not find this article anywhere, but I did find about the Ricky Pierce thing, so that really happened. Um, Inter- go on. I, I, I found that George Carl said that they had guns in bags in the locker room when this happened. So Bad probably tracks. Yeah, so, I mean, that was real, but I could not find the rest of this article, so this is all we got. But this is the highlight, you know? Now, that's... I don't Rick I gotta talk to Ricky Pierce. Ricky Pierce struck a nerve, right? Uh yeah, we should look this up. Let's look this up. We gotta up. see what did Ricky Pierce because again, he's telling everybody else you stink and you suck dick and you're ugly. And right everybody you know is ugly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, we gotta start from scratch. So despite being up 2-0 against the Nuggets, the Hall of Fame point guard felt the Sonics 94 postseason run was going to end right there at the first round mark. And it turns out he was right. Denver won three straight, becoming the first eight seed in NBA history to defeat the number one seed in a playoff series. But what caused the upset? After three, almost three decades later, depending on who you ask, the answer to the question was Dikembe Mutombo. The Nuggets starting big man at the time said the Sonics premature hotel checkout initiated the comeback. But perhaps an even more decisive moment happened before and during the halftime of Game 2 when the glove and Ricky Pierce got into it. According to reports, heated words were exchanged during the walk back to the locker room where the two had to be separated before things escalated even more. The players told me they had guns in their bag, Sonic then head coach George Carl said. It was, I'll kill your family. It was crazy. In his interview with DJ Vlad, oh no. That, when I saw DJ oh, Vlad, no. I was like, oh no, man. No, anything but that. Officer Vlad. In his interview with Officer Federale Vlad, Peyton talked about what caused the altercation between them. Pierce himself has publicly blamed the squabble on a disagreement over Gary's ball distribution. But according to Peyton, it was the lack of respect from Ricky that prompted his reaction. Teammates are going to get into it, and we don't back down, Peyton said. Ricky was a guy, older, he was a guy that demanded respect, and I was a younger guy, and I was going to tell him, I'm not that type of dude that you're going to disrespect. I'm just not for it. I don't care if you are OG. I'm going to give you as much, I'm going to give you as much respect, but you're not going to talk to me like a little kid. He was talking, <laughs> he was talking to me like a little kid, and I said, we could take it to other places if you really wanted to. It was one of the things where I took it too far, and he don't back down. So I'm like, it doesn't matter if you back down or not. I can make it happen anytime you want to. And then he confirmed the part about having two handguns in their bags. Peyton confirmed the part about the two having guns in their bag, even though reports about what was said between the two were true. But right right there, in the heat of the moment, Gary, aware of the alternative, managed to keep his cool. I had to calm down, GP said. I was a hothead. I'm from Oakland. I got guys with me everywhere I go. So it was one of them things where I had to back off myself where I got in trouble. Because if I make the call and say, get it done, they were going to do it. That would have been something that would have ended my career. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Gary. If you snapped your fingers and had Ricky Pierce killed, I think that would have affected your career uh, as a free person on the outside of prison. Over ball distribution? <laughs> I, 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 I don't think that is good. The lawyer will not be able to work you out of that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this was 1994, I think. I think so. Okay. Right? Give me Gary Payton's back. I need to see how much he was making in 1994. 
Okay. I'm just I'm just curious. Uh, I'm guess I'm I'm gonna get like three million dollars. Clearly a lot, but not like enough to be like, hey man, I got money. I, I can get you to take care of and beat the case, bro. You was making like they it, nobody was making no money back then. Let's Ricky see. Pierce said, hey man, we can shoot each other's family about this, bro. It is literally nothing. Who was he making in '94? Two point five million. Two point five. So again, a lot. But two point, he was ready to throw it all away. This is Gary Payton. He hadn't made the finals yet, and he hadn't won Defensive Player of the Year yet. Ready to throw it all away. Brett said, "Gary, not a good person." I off of this. Uh, I mean, he pulled back. He didn't have him killed. He showed restraint. He showed restraint. Boys will be boys in the locker room. Yeah, two point one of the best point guards of all time, man. And now uh, D'Angelo Russell makes like thirty million this year. And I don't think there's probably not a single thing you could say to D'Angelo Russell to get him that mad because he makes $30 million. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, D'Angelo, D'Angelo, give me the ball, man. I'm going to kill your family. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> it just shoots it right away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> well, what'd you say back there about, uh, you say you can kill my family? Um, he's like, I'm, listen, I make $30 million, man. Wait. Uh, what's the beef? Can we compare how much Gary Payton the second is making? Uh, what? His thing is, this was his summer to get paid for the first time, like really paid for the first time, because he's making like relative peanuts. Oh, yeah. Well, he's but, almost making what Dad was making. So hey, and that listen—that's the difference in the game. In '94, Gary Payton was Gary Payton Senior was top dog on a number one seed. Gary Payton Junior like scrapped his way. Was like the fifteenth man starting this season. They make the same amount of money. So either time's not real, school, but money's not real. You you tell me which. I wonder. Of a ball distribution, man. Like, what's the? Oh, this would be, this would be the Suns. Like, Suns didn't lose in the first round, but it'd be like, oh man, Chris Paul and Devin Booker got into it during the Mavs series, and Devin Booker said he was going to kill Chris Paul's family. Chris Paul went back and did the throat slit to him. <laughs> and they talked to Monty Williams, and Monty Williams was like, no, they had guns in the locker room. <laughs> Monty Williams um, was like, I saw a scimitar. They were waving it around back I saw, there. I saw a machete uh, poking out of his bag like like campaign. Um, D'Angelo takes infidelity. But yeah, no, nah, D'Angelo is Mr. Mr. Morale. Uh, wow. So that was, uh, that was our Gary Payton update. Yeah. So checking in on GP noted. Um we having hockey last night. We have, what happened on the ice? Um well the Oilers, the Oilers kept on uh oiling despite uh Mike Smith. Uh Mike Smith he he might lost the puck, didn't he? Is that the one? I want to play this video today. We're going to test this and we're going to play this video here. Let's because, have a look see here. Now, what, yeah, what happens? Uh, he, he lost the puck. He lost the puck. Uh, it happens. So we're going to... You can't even see the puck. That's the thing here. It's like you watch That's this. what I'm saying. I'm not sure how they ever. Okay, so we're going to play this. Let's watch this. That's Far it. enough that he was able to get it out. That was a... Oh, I've lost the puck. I've lost the puck. Yeah. I, and it's it. I, I too would have lost the puck. I cannot blame this man. I don't see the puck at any point in this video, but apparently I saw the, it went I in saw the, the net. Puck at A, and I saw the puck at Z. <laughs> B through Y, I can't help you. And then, I can't help you. After the game, Mike uh, clarified what happened in the situation. 
Um, he said, I don't think there's ever been a time in my career where I lost a puck and had no idea where it went, to which I say, sir, you have let in a lot of goals this series, so I don't believe you. Well, here's the thing. I, if he's letting a lot of goals, then this is the part I wouldn't admit. He's like, because he's basically saying the other ones. Oh, no, I saw the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I knew where that one was. So I, just, I, was oh, yeah. I didn't get there. No, top shelf, top shelf. Um, <laughs> just beat me, just beat me. <laughs> Put it right under my skates. I knew where it was. That wasn't the issue. Um, but the, who won the game? Did the Oilers win the game? The Oilers did manage to win the game. So that's okay. I was that's, say, why, that's was, why you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why you can laugh about that. Right. If if he if he was not um if he was not if they didn't win he would not be laughing he would be uh on the on the bench for the next game probably. Well, I was gonna say one of they either won this game or they lost like ten to one mm-hmm. so much where it's like yeah we got crushed I can I can joke about it it didn't it mm-hmm. wasn't a game winning goal yeah, and, yeah. and then he's looking around afterwards like it's someone else's fault <laughs> I think that's the Russell Westbrook like when Russell Westbrook misses a free throw and then looks at his hands like who did this you you did this <laughs> what you mean Look at, uh, oh I love when the I love when the goalie does the, the, the bath they put the, the water in their helmet I love that, that is, wake him up yep. wake him up yep yep um but yeah, both goalies in this series just not showing up. I mean, Jacob Markstrom, I usually hold him to a a high standard back from his Canucks days, and now he just looks like David Riddich back there, who's David Shittich. So, oh, I mean, whew, rough, rough series. Rough. Yeah, they like Brent said. Why wouldn't you? If you know your guy, the goalie can see up close but not from far away but boys we're taking all our goals from uh 40 feet away he won't know what's coming right i'm I'm taking i it must have been deflected <laughs> or something like we'll never know the puck ceased to exist in the second we watched on just the appeared in the net 10 seconds later not even it was like three i would just run a play like have have two guys go like they're really passing it back and forth only they don't have the puck but the oh. goalie, he can't, he can't, he's just like, ah, ah, ah. and meanwhile, my goalie uh, just slides one right past him. I have seen goalie, there was a goalie goal this year, I think, but it was empty net, but he still took the rip still, all the way still down. Yeah, yeah, it still counts. Yeah, so it's pretty, I always like seeing those. <laughs> Better says he does exactly this once per game or once per season. <laughs> But hey, he didn't see it, man. What you want him to do? Which you, you, you want a goalie with twenty twenty vision, man? Y'all ask for too much. That's y'all's problem. You ask for too much. It got lost in the lights, man. You ever lost a, a fly ball? It's the same thing. Except it's a puck. Look, okay. if, 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 who's to say it wasn't windy in the arena last night? Did the sun get in his eyes? Do we know? Was there a leak? I saw a leak in the Dallas. There, there was a leak. What was that about? Um, Dude, Mark Cuban, what? There's like a pool of water in the corner over there. They had towels. Talk, yeah, pull that up if you can. You talk about an un, just unserious. This very same thing happened when they played earlier this year against Minnesota. I don't know if it was the same exact spot or whatever. They was trying to bring out like the big ass flexi tape, uh, oh. flexi seal. Oh, they got Cuban on camera during it. Oh, mm-hmm. look what, at they that! Were calling for it, calling, yeah, calling. For, do the rain, do the rain. Look at that rain. face! Oh man, dum dum dum, devious. Jeez, oh man, he's just oh oh. 
Even Luca looking up to the heavens, man. It's like it's Luca looking up to God to say, "Why do you give me? The, why do I have to pass it to uh, uh, Dwight Powell, Lord? Oh, Please." Lucas, like, Lucas, like it's right up. Do you want me to go up there and fix it? I will go yeah, up it, there. I got to do everything else. Uh, I got to score thirty, get twelve boards, eight assists, get on a ladder. <laughs> um, now they had just. It was like they just kept putting more and more towels. It delayed the start of the second half by 30 minutes. Like, it was not an easily fixed thing. They had people just running off camera. They had the camera pointed at the pile of towels, and the people were running from off camera and just throwing another towel on the pile. Just throwing more. But the thing is, I don't know if they have it here. And then just randomly, they would show up in the sky, people with harnesses on, because they're up so high up there trying to fix a leak while also... 200 feet up oh, above there, the there ground. It is, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, it was a group of people. Justin saying Cubans, is he broke? I mean. Oh, here yeah, we there's, go. Yeah, they Boom, got the there people. He is, there he is. <laughs> there's the guy. It's Sting. Um, Sting's in the rafters. <laughs> Sting just comes down. Uh, it just hits Luka Doncic with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, no, no. Good Lord, King. No, you can't do that. Oh, God. Um, oh, God, King. Oh, God, King. We need help. But, <laughs> Can Kane Fitzgerald just looks at Luca Doncic and he's just like, "Blah, that's a foul." <laughs> Technical foul, Luca. Yeah, like, oh no, it does not look good for Doncic. Uh, and Kane Fitzgerald is like, "Delay a game." He's showing me up. Um, is this an NBA first? I don't think it's an NBA first. There's been plenty of rain delays. Uh, it it might be a conference finals first. Yeah, we might be into some uncharted. Uh, playoffs territory but yeah that was something what else we got oh yeah somebody put in the chat apparently a, a, i don't know if a nets article oh yeah just before came the out. stream uh yeah i think some nets news uh yeah it, trickled out it looks like uh kyrie irving might not be in that much longer uh, mm-hmm. the reports say the nets are now outright unwilling to give Kyrie a long-term extension. Now, click that if you can, because I want to know what what's long-term. Because the longest he can sign for is five years. So are they unwilling to give him five? If so, I, I mean, I get it. But, I mean, is this going to be like, they're not willing to give him five. They'll give him four in an option. Because if so, that's not really a story. But let, let us see. Let us see. It says, last summer... I got yeah. Who who wrote this article to give credit? Um, Christian Winfield. Christian Winfield from oh. New York Daily. Okay, let's see. So last summer, I got a tip I didn't want to believe. Source familiar with the inner workings of the Nets roster told me James Harden would leave Brooklyn, followed by Kyrie Irving, then ultimately Kevin Durant. A purported course of events that would undoubtedly send the Nets back to the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings after just three seasons in the spotlight fast forward one summer harden's now an afterthought and if the nets aren't careful Irvin is next and we all know where the nets are after that the end game Irvin leaves outright as a free agent disgruntled by the nets uh hardball <laughs> hardball stance on his availability god forbid the nets want their player to play games right. their hard <laughs> hardball stance um Brooklyn doesn't have the cap space to replace him with a star, which means Durant entering year 16 could be playing with a questionable Ben Simmons and a roster full of role players. 
And Brett says, I think the Nets should tank I, with the with Duran at this age. That's just not an option. Unless you're like, tra- if you're saying trade him and tank, that's one thing. But as long as you got Kate, that's just not an option. What about what are you gonna say? Scott? What about this? What about Ooh, what do we have here? What's this? This is this? this is Kevin Durant in a Bucks jersey. What about what about this? I mean, they give him a give him Thon Maker's old number. What about this, Kevin uh, Durant? Is this is, appealing? It, I know you're in chat. Can I is interest this enough? you in this next Is this chapter? enough to sign with the Bucks? Hmm, is this um, image enticing? I don't know. Yeah, I think I agree. With, if KD wants Kyrie there, he'll be there. But they are going to have to come. Like, Kyrie is probably going to want five years. And the Nets are going to rightfully be like, dude, committing to five years with you respectfully sounds like a headache for five years. Will he want five years, though? Is he that interested in basketball? I mean... Well, the thing I'll say... I think he'll want five or probably four and then a player option because this is his last, like last big deal. Mm-hmm. Like this is the last where he could credibly ask for like super max or whatever. Cause his next deal will be basically what Chris Paul signed like, like a lot, but you take a little haircut. We'll see what Harden gets. This is his last time to be like, Hey, I, I want the full. I don't does it say in there what his max is five or two something. I'm sure. Um, Let's see. Does not. Doesn't okay. So I know it's I know it's five years, oh, and if it's wait, five years, here. four years upward of a hundred eighty-five million. Okay, here and that's if he signs with another team. Yes, because if Brooklyn signs him, it's five, and then whatever mm-hmm. five for two forty, two fifty, whatever. I. You'd have to get Katie to sign off on it, and I just don't think he would, but. Well, man, oh man, like trading Ben Simmons and Kyrie, like even if they're both there, are they are they what you want, Kev? Well, look at this here, right here. What's that? It says the first first round exit at best. If Durant stays to see it, and according to multiple sources, Durant and the Nets have not spoken since they were swept out of the first round. That's I don't. I mean, is that? Do they normally speak? Like, is that, is that something or is it nothing? I'm I'm willing to make it something. Well, everyone said he was in Europe in the replies, so it's like he could have just been off the grid. That's what I'm saying, like Switzerland or something. Like they probably legit just had like their end of season meeting, so it's like they hadn't talked in a couple of weeks. That that probably tra- like he signed. They don't need to be talking to him, right? You know, they, right. Like, they don't have to negotiate his. He's not going through rehab like last summer or anything. So it was like, yeah, no news is good news. That's how I'd feel about it. But Kyrie, man, oh, man. I, it's just like, I don't know where you would, who would want Kyrie, who would want Ben Simmons. But if you're KD, I don't know. Like, are those guys healthy to answer? They like, have- we're seeing what it takes right now, like the level of play in the conference finals. Are those two guys what it takes to get you back in that mix? Because two of the you had Katie and Kyrie and you got rolled out of the gym. Now by a very good Celtics team, admittedly. But are you you just dropping Ben Simmons and Joe Harris and now you're back in that mix? I I don't know if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Like, see, fly ball, yeah, teams take time off when the season ends. Yeah, like I feel like everybody, as soon as your season ends, probably everybody just take a vacation, just like a month and then check in from there if there's something to be checked in about outside that he's there he's signed what do we need to talk about mm-hmm. but for who would get four for 185 to Kyrie that's a, 
It's a big commitment. It's got a list of teams here. Spurs, Pacers, Pistons, Magic, or Trailblazers. Uh, yeah, Indiana Pacer, Kyrie Irving. Oh, and then it says then he could be rerouted elsewhere. Okay. A, a year ago was the thing where it's like if Kyrie was traded anywhere, he would retire. And I never fully bought, I feel like it was a lot, like if he got traded to the Pacers, he'd probably retire. But I do feel like it was a couple teams he'd probably show up for. And now I wonder if the Nets aren't willing to give that long-term extension, does he have to, like, okay, maybe I didn't want to go to the Spurs. I got to at least use him as leverage. Mm-hmm. So, cause it's time for expansion. <laughs> Dear God, no, these conference finals games are terrible. Please don't loot the, man, can, we need contraction. I think contraction would give us some better games, to be quite honest. Just have Irvin's 36 and a half. But then, yeah, that's the thing. The Nets would still have $121 million on the payroll with a $122 million salary cap. If he walks for nothing, you can't replace him. So it's not, but as an unrestricted free agent, he can walk for nothing. So there's that, but they're hesitant, I think, rightfully so. I think rightfully so. Let me see. Uh, let me see some of those throwback jerseys real quick. Scoot. Oh yeah. Uh, let's. A little. There was a little teaser of these. If I can find a good tier with some nice throwbacks, maybe we make a full tier. But this is just a little, a little sampler, a little appetizer. Um, Boom! There we go. Here we go. I think it's it. What's the criteria? Pick three. Uh, I pick think three. Yeah, you can only pick keep three. three. Which three are you keeping? And these are like the 90s era, the best era of design jerseys. So you got like the the 34, the old Ray Allen with the 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 life-size actual buck on it. The actual buck on the jersey is bigger than any of the words or anything else on it. You got the old Grant Hill Detroit Piston, the horse uh, in the middle of the Pistons, the old Dikembe Hawks with the big-ass hawk. The Raptor, it's a it's a dinosaur dribbling a basketball school. You understand what I'm saying? Hard to argue with that. I can't believe they left that. Like, how do you? Ugh. They would have won 10 championships by now if they still had that. Grizzly, Grizzlies always had some fire. And to, to the Grizzlies' credit now, they've kept something like the stuff around the trim and some of that mm-hmm. font. They basically kept or brought back. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of kept to the core of it. The old Black Suns, um, like Barkley, Dan Marley, the Green Sonics. I think they went wrong with this. I never liked the green and red Sonics. Give me the green and yellow ones. I like the classic ones. The Nuggets with the rainbow jersey and the mountain in the background. Those are elite. And the old KG Timberwolves, like the sharp-ass riding, black jersey, green trim. Who are your three? I see Chats three filling in. Who are your three, Scoob? Who are your three keepers? I'm going to go with the Suns, Pistons, and... I really like the Raptor dribbling the ball. I'm gonna go with the Listen, Raptor. Man. He's he's looking. He said, "Screen, screen." Um, I think about Vince Young flying with that one on. That's a good jersey. Vince Carter. Oh yeah, Vince yeah. Carter, not Vince Young. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now I'm thinking about Vince Young uh, playing basketball. Uh, give me my three keepers. Give that that Nuggets one, man. That's just a beautiful jersey. Like the rainbow in the background, the mountains, the yellow trim. Give me that one. Give me that Grizzlies. Give me the, I like the I like the font, the trim, the the colors. It all works. And 
I think I got to go Bucks, man. I know it's a substantial buck. Look how big he is. Yeah, it is a fairly large buck. That's a 10 point Colossal. buck. 12 pointer, 15 boards buck. <laughs> um, I think, what's your least favorite jersey on here? Um, Honestly, I don't like the Hawks one. The Hawk is too. Really? I know a lot of a lot of people don't. It's a big hawk. It's too big. The hawk is way too big. It, a lot of hawk. If the hawk was shrunk down to where it didn't like go around the whole jersey, <laughs> wrap around the jersey. yeah, then I would like some, it. Send some Raptors, Nuggets, Hawks, Raptors, Grizzlies, Pistons, Pistons, Raptors, Wolves. A lot of Raptors. I mean, he's dribbling the ball. I think my least favorite here is probably the Timberwolves. No, no, the Rock, uh, Sonic. Sonic, excuse me, Sonic. Just because I like their old, but the Tim, I don't hate it. It's just of these, it's kind of bland. Yeah. But now nah, Sonics, the green and red Sonics, by far my my least favorite. It, mm-hmm. Like Grum says, I've read the rule book. Where does it say a Raptor cannot play basketball? It doesn't. It doesn't. So if I'm Masai Ujiri, you know, maybe I want a little Velociraptor to play some, you know, backup minutes for Scotty Barnes. OG Ananobi, some help on the wing. I'd be spending a lot of money getting in the lab to get myself a Velociraptor before the rest of the league figures it out. Uh, that's a, you can't be first. or You don't have to be first, but you can't be last is what I say. And we won't be the last team with the Velociraptor. What if every team got to play with one of their mascots? Ooh. I mean, like the Suns mascot, he's like, I a, think the Suns just go undefeated. <laughs> I mean, the Suns mascot, I've seen him wearing an admiral suit. Like, so he's, he's got high ranking. He's got military clearance. So I think he's he, got G14 classification. He wins outright. I mean, he, I think his name is Clarence. He's a bad guy. I don't yeah. know, but if the wolves could just add, or if, um, Memphis could just add like a grizzly. See, look at him. He's oh, this guy. Literally in the army. Like, how are you gonna mess with him? Look at this. Look at this. I can't see him in this picture for some reason, but our 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 corporal. Um, look at him doing a salute. <laughs> he respects the troops. Does your mascot? Whose mascot doesn't respect the troops? That's crazy. And then he's doing some super slams. Yeah, he's high flying. I mean, I, I wouldn't mess with him. No, no, um, not by far. Uh, let, let's jump to some poidal real quick before a break. Let's jump to a little poidal and let us see our NBA player guessing game. Scoob, you want to jump us off? I'm gonna go. Let's see. I'm gonna go. Ooh, okay. Let's go with. Davis Bertans. Berton. Okay, exactly 29. Exactly. We have an old fogey. Um, Eastern Conference, short, slightly shorter than 6'10. So not a forward. So I'm guessing a guard, a tall guard in the Eastern Conference that is 29. Tall guard, tall, I guess it could be forward or guard. In the eat this tw- who's twenty nine anymore? School? Yeah, that doesn't. They- I don't think anyone in the league is twenty nine. I, I don't. I don't buy it. I think. I think we're being. Our, our legs are being pulled. Do, do people even turn twenty nine anymore? Um, I mean, that's one year away from thirty. Like and thirty, that's canceled. They let um, you make it that far? I don't think so. Uh, not in my America. Eastern Conference. I'm really. Uh, who is twenty nine? 
Jimmy Butler. I think he's old. I think he's definitely older than that. But I don't know who. I don't know who's twenty nine. Oh, he's, yeah, he's old. Okay, so Eastern Conference, not the Southeast. So between six seven and six ten. Um, jersey number. Jersey number. So a. 23, 24, maybe? Tobias Harris. Could be. I don't know. He, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how old he is, to be honest. We can try some Toby. Oh, he is 29, though. Okay. Oh, okay. He is 29. Oh, is, th- okay, in the Atlantic. We're getting warmer. I thought he wore 23. <laughs> no, that's Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> Atlantic. So we're looking at the Knicks, the Nets, Celtics. Raptors, twenty nine, Knicks, Nets, Celtics, Rap. Oh gosh, Pascal Siakam. I don't think he's twenty nine. I don't think. I mean, he might be. Who? Do I... We can get some Pasky. I don't think he's that old. Maybe. Well, we're gonna find out. Okay, a raptor though. Okay. He almost is actually 28. So. Okay. Scoob knows ages. Okay. A raptor who is taller than 6'8. Is it can we see some silhouette now? Yeah. I'm guessing. I'm thinking Kim Birch. I think it's Kim Birch. Birch. I think I think it's Kim Birch. Boom. <clears throat> Turn me up. I shouldn't even looked at the silhouette, man. Kim gonna text me like, man, why you look at the silhouette? You know I was 20. You know I played. <laughs> Raptors, bro. I said, you're right. You're right, big doll. Um, man, this shit too easy. Portal too easy. We know Plus, too many uh, players. We're too good at we know too. We know too much age, too much height, too much silhouette, too much position. We, just, we know too much is what I say. So let us take a 10-minute break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little round ball. Uh, we got our all-NBA selections. And we'll get into some more stuff. So let's take 10. Five-star review where you're hearing us. Thumbs up on the YouTube. Subscribe so you can join us after the break. Hey, welcome back. Hour two. Talk a little round ball. Shall we? Scooby hit any slips last night? I'll go first. No. Did you? Uh, no, I did not look at the... Did not look at the beast last night. The beast, I can't. Hands off on the beast right now. I've never been this. I haven't been this cold in months. I, I've never been this cold since I was this cold several months ago. And I think it has a lot to do with the blowouts. Like it's very, uh, the games are very unreliable. Like there's no, like normally you you're not betting, you're not just betting on a guy to get a prop. You're betting on a game script, you know. And when a 25-point blowout happens, script yeah. is out the window, you know? And it's not not only that. It's the 25-point blowout early. Right, right. It's right. not like they, oh, they played it close for three quarters. They pulled away at the end. No, they mm-hmm. be on them early Yep. for the most part. And this is how I really don't know what to believe. Mm-hmm. Ryan Howard didn't score any points last night. Wait, no points. I had to check and see if she played. She missed all nine of her shots and was scoreless in 29 minutes. That's how I know. I have no read on the field, school. Wow. I mean... I have absolutely no read. Or is that the reset? That might be the reset. You know, zero 
zero points, 29 minutes. Some would say that's the reset for you right there. I mean, I agree. It has to be. It must, it must be right. Right. I mean, um, fly ball's coming for your throat right now. He said, Trilly, Trilly not, not hitting the slip must have been a day ending in Y. <laughs> Listen, he'd been waiting to say that for a couple of weeks because two, Trilly two slips was on fire for a while. You were, you were um, doing pretty good for a while. This, I put in a full way last night of Clay's three pointers made, Ryan Howard's points, Steph's PRA, and a Wiggins versus Bullock uh, points rivals. Mm-hmm. 0 for 4. Oof. Oh, didn't it didn't it a single leg? Yeah. I am I, I, I could not be colder. That might be the reset right then. I mean it's it's different from like I'm going two, three, three, four, one, two. Well, I put in another four way Alicia Gray automatic, uh Luke and Steph, then DFS and Looney. Mm-hmm. And then Brunson was so I hit three out of four on one, zero out of four on another. I got I, something's I got gotta, something's gotta give here. Uh yeah, my pockets. I've been giving a lot. All I'm hearing, but, we need football back more than anything, man. I, dude, I don't I don't I'm worse at that. As hard I, as it is to believe. I mean, I'm worse at it, but it's it's fun to lose football, you know? Like football. Yeah, there's these are not fun. Yeah, these are not fun whatsoever. Like, 25 um, points in the first, you're down. In the, if you bet on a role player, guess what? Your night's over. You know, it's over. God forbid. Look, you bet on a star, night's over. So, yep. yeah, give, you can give me the box score for uh, yeah, for last night before the waterworks started. And I don't like Kuminga and Moody were playing early. And I don't know if it was part like, hey, Steve Kerr's like the vets are coming out cold, trying to, you know, just get some new legs in there, like show something. Or earlier, when I first saw him in, I was like, oh, the Warriors are just not going to care for this game. That's, that's what I thought. In a closeout game, you switch it up and bring on your, your two rookies. Yeah. And toward the end of the game, let me see. Yeah, Golden State, yeah, scored 39 points in the fourth. To Dallas's twenty, that was with the ro- the rookie guys playing. Yeah, click the uh, fourth quarter. Let me see what that. Yeah, Steph played three minutes. Wiggins and Clay played three minutes. That's Jordan Poole played eleven minutes, scored six. Moses Moody played ten minutes, scored eight. Kuminga scored ten that quarter, and they cut it to. I don't know what they cut it to close close enough to where it was like, is he going to bring Steph back in? But they ultimately they they couldn't get over the hump. But one again, this was the the fourth quarter. What was the let me see, what was the score going into the fourth quarter? Um let me see, or did you just go to like the yeah, the line score. Yeah, right there. Like there, yeah. Dallas was up, yeah, because they had a strong second and third. And then the Warriors just kind of kept cutting it, cutting it, cutting it, cutting it. And yeah, <laughs> I said losing and not getting a good game. To, yeah, like it's like, hey man, I lost my slip uh uh under he missed a game winning shot we got a good game these are not good right this is a game that it's a 10 point game that was again not that close because the warriors doubled them up in the fourth quarter and still lost by double digits Mm -hmm. so i didn't like that but then i all i saw two things one dallas three and oh in elimination game so far this year have not lost something to keep in mind for the next game. 
two. As of 2018 for a home game, the Golden State Warriors were getting $11.8 million gross per home game. So what's their incentive to have a game five back in Golden State school? What do you think? Wow. What do you think? What uh, th- Again, these are 2018 numbers, not going off the new Chase Center, not going off the new, like this team being back in the mix. 11.8 million gross is what I saw reported. That's what they get for. So, again, not to say they threw the game, but if they were like, hey, we don't have it in the first quarter, we don't have it. We should have bet our entire, like, bank accounts on the Mavs to win yesterday, knowing that. I would have. I shouldn't even did a, what if they close them out, sweep? If I knew that information first, you're up three zip. So your risk is, you know, you play extra game, there's the risk that goes along with that, but. 12 million when you're already paying, I think, the biggest luxury tax bill in NBA history. It helps. It helps. Um, yeah, Conspiracy Withers is here. Hey, I'm just this little tinfoil under here. I mean, some are saying. Speaking of conspiracy, how, did you see the free throw just rests oh, on the rim? I mean, of course. Only Draymond Green could shoot a free throw that just, just, I think we should still be waiting. How they just ruled this a missed free throw is BS to me. We should wait till it falls down. It wasn't a wedgie. It wasn't stuck. Look at this. Bonk, 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 bonk. Draymond Green, for the people unaware, shot a free throw that got stuck right in front of the square of the glass and right on the orange back of the glass. It just stopped. It was so wide. Him and Luca just dapped it up like, man, I can't believe you did that shit either. <laughs> Just disbelief, utter disbelief. Like the everyone was just staring at it. They were just like, like they were kind of creeped out by it. They were like, "What the?" Like Draymond's eyes were like, he was like very weirded out. Let me see if I can find the picture of Draymond <laughs> that I had saved. We think we got some Magnus in the ball, dude. That's exactly um, what I was thinking, man. A little malfunction. Uh, yeah, look, <laughs> Draymond's looking like, hey. I didn't hey, I didn't know we were breaking that one out already. <laughs> so I mean, I think I think uh I think the magnets were out. Uh that's what I'm thinking. Little chicane. They brought the magnets out, they brought the leaky roof. Yeah. I don't know who was on ref assignments. They were like, listen, we will be getting to game five. A lot of a lot of dirty pool going on, as you would say. We we should be getting to game five. Uh, and we are. So there's that, and the Warriors will be approximately eleven point eight million dollars richer. Uh, for I'm sure that helps uh, the petty cash fund. Yeah, the, around what's Golden. what's yeah. the owner's name? Lacob. He needs yeah, uh, Joe Lacob. Yeah, yeah. J- yeah, Joey Joey uh, Big Dollar Lacob. Did you see the video of his him. wife on like courtside? She like wandered onto the court. She was feeling good. She was like her cousin or her her nephew replied below and was like she had a couple too many wine coolers. Yeah, listen, she was. I know that. I know that. I know those arms anywhere. I said, oh, she she's feeling real good. So they get another day that you say a dirty pool made me think of some real dirty pool. Pull up a Milt Wagner. Oh man story if you can i was surprised you want to talk about this i didn't listen want to talk about it is a bit much but i must i must 
something we talked about a couple weeks ago. This is Louisville hires Milt Wagner, former Cardinal star and grandfather of number one basketball recruit, DJ Wagner, as director of player development. Kenny Payne, that's dirty pool, mister. That's dirty pool. Shouldn't Kenny be allowed. <laughs> it shouldn't. If Mark Emmert had any kind of a backbone before he goes out, you just let a guy hire the number one recruit's grandfather. This is to be permitted. The pool is filthy, Scoop. It was funny because when I first read it, I thought they just hired like some random grandpa. And oh, would, no. It's like, no, no, no. no. Is. It's the <laughs> grandfather. Yeah. And it just so happens to be the year that uh, DJ Wagner about to commit for huh now this again this is for he's a senior this year so he'll be in college the following year but he is the number one ranked and they say hey grandpa uh bobby said it's above the board bobby's a big louisville fan it must be yuck um oh man imagine the nil deals he's gonna get oh we it's gonna be commercials with grandfather Yep. Father and son in there. And I say all this because Calipari coached DJ Wagner's father, mm-hmm. Dewan at Memphis. And but Louisville's coach Kenny Payne played with Milt. So it's gonna come down to I don't as I I kind of hope DJ Wagner goes neither of these places now. <laughs> he just he just goes to UCLA or some shit. He said he had a bunch of offers. I'm not sure if it was. Oh, in he's this the article. number one recruit. I'm sure he's got all the offers. Yeah, he said like Seton Hall and stuff like that. Oh, so. yeah. He he could say wherever he wants to go. Now, his teammate, his college teammate is a five-star center in his own right. And Kentucky has offered him. I don't know if Louisville has, but I imagine that they will. Uh, so he's going to end up at Tennessee and really – that won't piss me off because I know he won't win there. Um, but going there, that, it's dirty pool, Kenny. It's dirty pool, Kenny. I thought I thought there was some type of rules to the game. And I read an article yesterday. Somebody asked, like, it was a Kentucky mailbag. And they were like, it's Cal, t- the over-under for Cal being at Kentucky, two and a half years. And the writer was like, you know, I think it's under. And I'm like, people are seeing it, baby. Cal is not, he is not there for a long time, man. I, think I give him two more years. Especially losing out on DJ Wagner if that happens. And all honestly, like he would have this year would be like a good bit of the team last year went out in the first round, but you got the player of the year coming back. You got something to build on. And then the following year would be the DJ Wagner year. And if he just doesn't get DJ Wagner, I don't know. Is he going to want to coach against him and Kenny Payne and look over there and see the, the Wagner family giving him one of these <laughs> on the bench? It's three uh, generations. I don't know. This might come down. Let's get the bigger bag. Hit a few more slips. I know. I'm letting my people down. I got to get these. I got to at DJ Wagner because it's always fine to at college kid recruits. It's always fine. I'm lying. Don't ever at college kid recruits. Um, And just say, man, if I hit these slips, you could be baby boy of the week. You need to become trillion million bucks again. I mean. I know. I've got, I got to give me a couple properties. Um, no, I've got something, something must shake because with the, and I've seen enough Kentucky fans like, Hey, we, 
not worried. His, I don't. There's some. There's another. Scroll down a little bit. I think because there's. I don't know if it's an, an uncle or a brother. Or there's somebody I think that is still within the Kentucky organization. So there's some family on both sides, and I don't know if you were playing ball. You want to go play where your granddad's looking over you. I want a little freedom. I want to spread my wings a little bit. Oh, so here's the other schools: Arkansas, Syracuse, and Seton Hall. There we go. And um, again, this is if he's, I mean, number one, like they said, he'll he'll be able to go wherever he wants. Maybe he goes like G League. Who knows? But mm-mm-mm. yeah, no, it says Cal's gone. If he doesn't get DJ Wag, man, he might be gone before that. He might hear the news and be like, no, nah, I'm stepping down before that. I'm calling my press conference the same time he calling his to step on his squash, squash, squash. But we give me that under on John Calipari coaching the. To the 2024 season, give me the under, baby. Give me the under. Um, do it. I guess I may. Do I? Do I even want to make a slip for the night, man? Uh, I mean, hey, you're you're always trying to get me to. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that's a horrible idea. Oh, for four. Scoob, the MVP leader didn't score any points last. I don't. I don't know which way is up and which way is. Down. It's it's rough. It's rough out there. It's but still I pick. What about J- Jason pick. Tatum over six rebounds? He just had a good game though. True. Like the Celtics keep doing the every other game stuff. Yep. And if the script that I, Adam Silver sent in holds true, mm-hmm. then this would probably be the Heat game. They get back on track. Then the Celtics win by 50. And then the Celtics win game seven by 100 points because there hasn't been a clutch minute the ball in four weeks. What about... What do we think? What do we think? Robert Williams, 7.5 points, seven rebounds. He got 12-9 last game. He's... The only lines that are interesting to me here are the one on, like, the injured guy because they're the ones that matter. Right. Like, Like, 14 and a half, I would take that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm saying, yeah, as of 20 hours ago, Robert, he was questionable because he had some, he was like hobbling a little. So I don't, I don't know if we have a Robert Williams um, line because I would take 14 and a half, which is injury. Like Marcus Smart's in, he's been in and out. Butler's on here. Bam, like Bam's on here. Which Bam are you getting tonight? I'm not going to try to figure it out. TJ Tucker's been hobbled. He's still playing, but hobbled. Lowry's on here, but hobbled. Is any Oladipo line? He looked the healthiest one. Ooh, Marcus Smart assists with Bam. <sighs> Bam's getting through. I'm taking Smart, man. Yeah. I just don't know which. Ba- I just don't know which Bam we're gonna get. I like the and Smart I'll know side. Within the first sixty seconds, when Bam has four assists, I'll be like, "Oh, I see, we're getting that one today." But I'll take Smart there with the assist. Points, Lowry or Horford? I think I'm going. I don't, Lowry just doesn't score points, man. Horford might score five. He might score twenty. Lowry's gonna score like nine. And where's the the games in Miami? Uh, I'll stay away from that. Tatum versus Bam in points is interesting. Almost every player here is questionable. That's like that's what I'm saying. Like, but it's like these are the guys that matter. So, 
That's why it's been such a bunk series. Butler over Brown, straight up points. That's interesting. Because Jimmy Butler scored six and eight in the last two. Jalen Brown shot horribly last game, but he took 20 shots in the game before he scored 40. So... Jimmy's got to get back on track, though, if the Heat want to win this. Yeah, I was going to say, he has to. He literally, they cannot win if he's scoring six and eight points. Yeah. So I will take, scroll past it. I'll take Jimmy there, just necessity. I'll take the assist with Smart. I need, give me one more. What's one one more to pair it with? Since I clearly know nothing about nothing. Max Struess, the zero 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 oh, man, brother, go under or something. I don't. Maybe he bounces back though. Maybe, but bounces back to the tune of breaking these PRAs or any of these? Well, this is game five, so this will be in Miami. Yeah. Right. Yeah, in Miami. Okay, so what? I, I really, I'd really like some Oladipo action, which is just nasty words to say. But they will be at home. I'll take the over on Struce eleven and a half points because again, it's like they he has to. Like I, I feel like the the Celtics are going to win this series. Like they're better, but I think they just have more options. It's just one of those like, okay, if Tatum's not scoring, we pivot to this. We hope you know Brown can get hot, Smart can carry us at times, Horford can get us hot for a quarter. With the Heat, it's like Butler's out. That's Grand opening, grand closing. Yeah. Grand opening, grand closing. No hair. Is Harold playing tonight? Oh yeah. He's not on up. here. You uh, you wanna uh, you wanna give us a tell us his fashion since you nailed it last time. You wanna tell us what he's gonna be wearing? Orange. I don't know what, but he's gonna have orange. Gonna have something bright. Let's see. Questionable. Okay. And no lines here. Yeah, I'll stick the over on Struess because if he doesn't play, they'll need him. I'll lock that one in real quick, but I want it on the record, Scoop. I do not feel good about this slip, okay? It sounds pretty nasty, man. Okay, I just... Can you do... When, when you post these lines in the community, can you put them, like, behind the nudity screen for us? So, I think I'm going to have to. Yeah, thank you. Because, again, I'd like you. to keep this a really... You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, this is a family show. Yeah, thank um, you, thank you. They, yeah, I got to put it like this is some titties or something in there, because these slips are way <laughs> nastier than any t- school. <laughs> way nasty. Uh, all NBA teams came out. We got our all NBA teams, and surprisingly, I've seen some uh, disagreement with the decision. Yeah, there were some strange ones. Uh, do they listen? Here we go. See, this is where uh, clutch points just gives you like a graphic. Catch up, ESPN. Um, right. First team, Giannis was the only one to get a hundred out of votes. So Giannis is there, Jokic, of course, Doncic is there, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker. First time that the All-NBA first team is made up of players 27 years or younger since 1954, 1955. Any gripes with first team? Um, Chat, school? I I don't know if Devin Booker deserves to be first team. I think... I think his success more came from the team around him being so coherent and good, you know? Yeah, I I mean, on my own team, I had Book second, and I think I had Steph in his place just because I think Steph was getting judged against 
Steph's past years. Yeah. Which is not necessarily fair. Like, if you're judging him against, like, the guys this year, I think it's, yeah, no, I would I would have Steph there and book um, second or third, but not, I was surprised to see him first. Yeah. Second team. I, 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 I have a fun, fun fact about oh, this. Oh, hit me. Uh, Giannis is officially the first player in NBA history to have four consecutive unanimous all NBA first teams. Oh, wow. That is, that is, you can't get people to agree on anything except that Giannis is that guy. Better than Michael Jordan, maybe? Michael Jordan didn't do that. I've heard some whispers. I'm not, I don't, I'm not one to talk, you know, tell tales out of school, but I've heard some of the whispers. Second team. Okay. I'm seeing the gripes. No Embiid is. I agree. More important, most importantly, does it have the vote count? No, it doesn't have it here. No. Oh, I got a. There was a tweet that had the vote. The wild, the gripe that I have, and if anybody knows in chat, I don't know if it's Bleacher or somebody posted the official vote count. The gripe that I have is that Joel Embiid had more first team votes, if I have it right, than Jason Tatum, but because of the positions. He was not the second. That's where it's like, what? He had the most vote, and I, I think this happened. To, this very thing happened to Jason Tatum. He was on the other end of it last year because he had more votes than Kyrie, I think. But his votes were split at guard and forward. Kyrie's were only his guard, so Tatum didn't make it, and he missed out on, I think, it was, I think it was like twenty nine or thirty million dollars because, and he had the votes. Mm-hmm. Now, Embiid, because he made All-NBA, he won't miss out on anything. Yeah, Embiid's been top three player last two years. He didn't have a first team to his name. Because the other two guys are big men. It's crazy that the runner-up for MVP isn't on the first team. Is on second. That's the, again, that's the gripe that I have with it. Because I think it should be either, if you want to go completely positionless, I'm fine with. I'm fine with going... I do two back court, two front court, and then a wild card. And then the wild card, you could say, okay, that should be Joel Embiid. Because there were not five better players this year than Joel Embiid. Period. And it's like, well, the, but the first one was center. I get that. But for me, when I look at the teams, I like to think of it as a snapshot of the season. When I think of this season, it will Joel Embiid was a top five player. If you want to, like, if Book goes to second team, I think that's the most likely one, but if it's somebody else, I think yeah, he should be there. So let me see. Let's see. NBA PR. Uh, yeah, can we try the NBA PR account? So Bobby says thanks, yeah, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Because they had the votes, and uh, I said like a couple interesting things came out of all NBA. So it should be no more than three at any position. No position. Doesn't mind either. A, a lot of people don't mind either way because it's like, hey, here we go. Perfect. This is exactly what I was looking for. So Giannis got 100 of 100. Luka, Jokic, Booker got 82 first place. I'm a little surprised by that. Even if he got in, I'm kind of surprised it was that overwhelming. And here we go. Yeah, Tatum got 49 first place votes, 47 second place votes. Joel Embiid got 57 first place votes, 43 second place votes, but because of the position. And so that's what's like he he got the fifth most pl- votes. How is he not first team? 
that's the gripe I would have. Right. But. Like, especially looking at this, it just looks silly, you know? Right. It's like he he got the most votes. Mm-hmm. I think somebody said even Tatum said, because I, these guys know, like, man, this shouldn't be position. Because they know, whatever position you want to call it, you could have voted for Embiid, Ford, or Center. Whatever you call him, he wanted the five best players in the league. Man. Right. So, and I, like, I've heard other people say that they don't too much look at like the difference between all NBA. Like when they look back, they'll see these 50, like, they'll see Chris Paul was NBA. Remember is all NBA, not 13. And I don't hate that, but I, it does kind of show like who were the guys this year. Mm-hmm. And it's why like MB was one of those guys. That's why he, I think he should be on here. He's not, it is what it is. That's not going to change. But yeah, you look at these the first team guys, Giannis. Yep. Luca, I think they said Luca's third first team all NBA. I think he's 23 years old. Like just rare stuff. Jokic back to back MVP. Book, okay. Tatum. I didn't know if Tatum would make first team. But then you look like second team. We didn't get the second team. Embiid, John Morant, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, DeMar DeRozan. Do we got any gripes for second? Aside from Embiid having enough votes to be on first team, do we have any gripes with second team? I mean, Steph having less first place votes than Kevin Durant is absurd to me. Like he set a record this year, didn't he? Like he did. He went like immediately ice cold after that. Like it, that's true. Feels like the home run derby. Like you, yeah. you won the derby, but you kind of threw your. But he's back now. Like you know what I mean. He, he. I think he's worked out his kinks. Yeah, Steph having nine first place votes, and Book having eighty two is. I, I just feel like Steph was being judged against. Him his previous self. Yeah. I think it happens to LeBron a lot. LeBron is like, well, this wasn't an elite LeBron year. Well, don't judge him against 2006 LeBron. Judge him against 2022, his competition. Let's see. Book with almost as many votes as Luka and Jokic. That's a little wild. That for first team, that's a little wild. Let's see. Fender says DeRozan. Yeah, we'll, we'll just read second and third see what gripes. Third team is Carl Anthony Towns, LeBron, Chris Paul, Trey Young, and Pascal Siakam. We got any gripes there? John says Braun over DeMar for second team. Fender says the same. Uh, DeRozan's too high. A lot of of DeMar hatred. Yikes. Yeah, DeMar's too high. I I would swap DeMar and Trey Young. And um, I don't know a lot about Pascal Siakam, but seeing him here feels weird. Um, He was one I didn't expect to see him here. But I think it's deserved okay. because, like, when he he missed some time early, when he came back, they kind of like they played him at some center, which he doesn't really play. Then they kind of got their rotation together. He's like their leading scorer, for, like for that team that clicked and everybody loved going into the playoffs. He was that guy for them. So I don't hate. I don't. I got no gripe with him being there. DeRoz, I think I don't really hate DeRozan being there because he was the durable one. Like everybody else around him got hurt he was kind of like the steady one and they fell in the standings and it's like without him imagine what it would have been like so i don't i don't hate him second team i think steph should have been first team and b should have been first team lebron's a tough one though bron's a tough one because he definitely scored 30 points a game and he definitely like once once he realized the team don't have it he's out on the defense portion yeah it just it just is what it is and it's times early where, like, before, before they knew they were going to lose 50 games, you could find tape of him playing defense. He was still, he didn't know they stunk yet. He was naive. 
But by the end of the season, he he, he missed some games, wasn't playing that defensively. But he's LeBron James, man. I mean, it's got, LeBron James. He got two first place votes. <laughs> first place is a little much. That's a little much. Um, I mean, he was in the he was in scoring title contention until he, until he gave chose, up he, on it. I was gonna say till he chose to not win the scoring title. Basically, how I feel about it, and not that like Embiid worthy for sure. But if LeBron was like, "Hey, I ain't got nothing else. Let me just go score forty five these last two games and ice it." That, that's actually a knock on Bron for me, and I'm gonna use that against him <laughs> in his legacy talk. He didn't go for the, the hey, scoring title. Jordan would have won it. I say that. I'm, I'm, Jordan would have scored sixty points those last five games. <laughs> No way it's a stat you actually care about. I don't even know what stat you're talking about, Fender, but I do care I care about all the minutes, rebound. Um let me see scroll. Does it have like the closest like honorable mentions or whatever? No. Doesn't have okay. Two things I thought were interesting. Because of this now, uh you can click you can open that up. Booker and Cat are now eligible for I think it's four years, two hundred and eleven million dollar extensions because they hit all NBA. And I again just one. I just saw it retweeted and scrolling that a Suns fan was like, "I don't like. I already don't feel good about paying Devin Booker the super max." And it's like, man, oh man, like that's where the contracts are at. Devin Booker made whether you think he deserves it or not. He made first team and he's like twenty five years old. If you're not gonna pay him the max, like then what, what's even the point of the max? If the fans of that team are not comfortable paying it, and this ain't even the like Booker, I'd be fine because this max takes them up until like 28, 29. It's the one after that that turns into the potential like Russell Westbrook or James Harden, whatever. Uh, he's playing with Russ. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He had all-star help, John. No, nah, I'm kidding. Do, do, you um, think, <laughs> do you think those were Sarver burner accounts you were looking at? Possibly? Maybe so. I, I didn't see any like racism or sexism on them, so I don't, I don't think they were Sarver. But you never I had know. to check the likes for that. I was gonna say you. I didn't do a thorough uh, investigation. So yeah, like Rick said, as a Wolves fan, give Cat all them. Like the options are, you you offer them the max and they take it, or you don't and they ask out. Those are your two options. So if you're fine with like you don't want to pay Devin Booker so badly, you're willing to be like, okay, I'm fine with him just asking out and resetting whatever growth we do have. Yeah, this far, pretty, you gotta pay, you gotta pay all these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your options are either pay them or like be be tell your fans, yeah, we're gonna go back to being like eighteen and whatever. Like that that'll be well, yeah. Record. Like that's the like. And if you were again a Minnesota fan right now, yeah, we won forty whatever games. We got a new coach. Got oh, I want to talk Tim Conley. Got a new GM. Our our franchise big man just made All NBA again. We're not gonna pay him. Hmm. We're good. Like, what? Are you, what are you saying to your fans? So, uh, yeah. And with the Memphis, I was in Minnesota. You can pull up Tim Connolly. Yeah. Tim Connolly just recently went from the Nuggets to the Timberwolves for a deal. It says five years, forty million, and includes some ownership equity. A lot of trust. A whole lot of trust. whole lot of trust. 
Five years, 40 million. And the word coming out is that Denver had a chance to, you know, make this close, but they, Minnesota basically came in and doubled what he was making. So if you're Tim Conley, duh, right? Yeah. See, I'm not paying. Yes. I oh, see. Roby don't want to. Roby a stickler with the the purse strings. Roby said they'll take minimum wage. Roby's uh, gonna. Roby's gonna be <laughs> in here two years from now, being like, I don't know. I can't. I can't pay Luca. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, empty numbers. Um. Again, first, first, I think it's a salute to Minnesota for realizing. Like Long said, the draft is not what makes teams good. Good decisions make teams good. Tim Connolly has a track record of making good decisions. And I think it's a very wise thing that just there's no salary cap on GMs. Nope. Like if on coaches, any of that. This is how you get ahead, so to say. So Tim Connolly in Denver. He drafted Murray with, I think, the seventh or sixth pick, like not like a top pick. He got Porter, middle of the first round. He drafted Malik Beasley, Yusuf Nurkic, Gary Harris, Bones Highland. Drafted Jokic, second round, of course. Drafted Monte Morris, second round. Jared Vanderbilt, that now plays in Minnesota, he drafted him as well. Traded for Aaron Gordon. Traded for Will Barton. Like He's got way more good than bad. Way more good than bad. Now, he drafted Moody A seventh, and he <laughs> he traded Tyler Lydon and Trey Lyles for the pick that became Donovan Mitchell, so the Nuggets could just have Donovan Mitchell on this team too. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, but more good than bad. Like he traded, drafted Doug McDermott, and then turned him into Gary Harris and Nurkic. So he like I, he's got a good track record. Salute to Minnesota for. Again, trying to be a serious franchise. Bobby said traded for Gordon. Listen, when Gordon is your fourth or fifth option, as he should be, he's a great player. And that's how they traded him for it. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't trade for him to be like, oh, you're going to be our number two. No, you're going to be our number four, and we're going to play well. And they were playing well. So Nuggets losing their guy who's got a good relationship with Jokic right before his contract. They asked Jokic right after, you know, would you be willing to sign the Supermax? And he's like, yeah, I'll sign it, you know, the day they put it in front of me. I imagine that's still the same. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be 200 and whatever million dollars. But if you're Jokic, I mean, I, I feel like I'm be thinking, like, yeah, I, when I said that, I meant with the guy who built all this in place. Right. Like, I, if you ask me now, again, I think he's probably will and definitely will sign it as soon as I think Calvin Booth is taking over. So nothing to worry about there, but just long term, because two years ago, two two or three years ago, Arturis Karnasovas was like, I guess, the next guy from the Nuggets. And he went to the Bulls. They let him go to the Bulls. Before this, Masai Ujiri used to lead the Nuggets. He left and went to the Raptors, had success, won a champ. Like if you at the time Masai Jerry went to the Raptors to them winning a championship, it was not like he going to make this team a championship organization. That was just not we didn't know. So if we look up and it's like, damn, Minnesota kind of took a leap. Like where he's inheriting Minnesota, I think is better than or similar to maybe where Toronto, I guess they had DeMar and Kyle, but the ceiling for that team was already limited. And Masai came in and made some moves. 
So this is the, since Jokic has been there, this is the second executive they've seen leave. And I think since right before, it's the third executive. And so I just wonder, is Denver, they pay for the players. They paid Jokic, Murray, Porter. They pay for the players, but they've shown front office, they're like, well, we'll find another one. Mm-hmm. And to their, so far they have. So far they have, but you're banking on, it's like, we can make another Masai Ujiri, and then you had Tim Conlon. We think we can make another Tim Conlon. It's like, I, you're rolling the dice at that point, man. Right, like it's easy to do it you know once. What I mean? You can't yeah. do it every time. Can't do it every time. And it's, it's clearly not a, like the Kroenke, any NBA owner, but the Kroenke's in particular got billions on billions. Yeah, but they're so, also like historically the teams they own, they don't want to spend money on them, right? So, Well, but that's the thing. They're paying for the players because, again, they yeah. get, they're going to give Jokic this max. They gave Porter the max, I think with no injury. Mm-hmm language in there and yeah they'll pay gave gordon a hundred million to be their fourth fifth option so they'll pay for the players but on the i don't know it's just a thing like to win a championship you need it all to get together it's not tim Connolly's fault that they've had injury issues these past couple years but i don't feel like you're asking a lot of calvin booth man like this team has championship aspirations right now you don't do you have the time to figure out if Calvin Booth can keep this going? Like you have the M two time MVP right now. So so they've been doing this for 10 years. They can probably keep finding guys. How many times you want to keep rolling those dice though? Because they've also never really been over the hump per se. So I hope Calvin Booth does well. Salute to Minnesota for again trying something. So, so they just let go. Second and two, they, yeah, like you're letting go of the guys that are finding the guy. It'd be different. Like R.C. Buford was a guy for the Spurs. He was always like the top dog, I think. So if assistant GMs left under him, that's one thing. Here, Connolly is the top guy. He's out. So I don't know. What do we think, Kyrie Irving playing in a Timberwolves jersey? Oof. Passing the ball to Cat. Oh, my God. I don't know if that's... I, I don't know if that's better or worse than just re-signing D'Angelo Russell, man. I don't know if that's a lateral... That's what better in talent. Get, what? get rid of D'Angelo and bring in Kyrie. Oh, God. Just, just keep D'Angelo, man. I, I know he got his <laughs> shot. Uh, people saying Cranky out. It, like old, I know there's like old man Cranky and young man Cranky, but the Cranky family is still in the mix. Denver's done nothing. You got COs. I mean, it, it's something to. I don't think you can only say success is winning a championship, right? There's there's more ways to measure success. And Denver has all, yeah, they've been in the mix. They're figured to be back in the mix. But that's. I think that's kind of why I just wouldn't want to shake things up. You know what I mean? So maybe Calvin. Maybe he's better than Connell. I feel like we will see. The best thing is stability, right? Like. You know, teams that are constantly on a carousel don't succeed, really. We're, and the, the Nuggets are trying to prove it's like, hey, we're consistent enough to where we can. We can go from Mazai Ujiri, we can go through Connolly, we can Karnasovas, and maybe Calvin Booth is just our next Yasai Ujiri. And again, maybe they're, I hope they're right. It's, it's just much better if 
multiple teams are ran well. But again, if you think you have legit championship aspirations, and I think Connolly went back to them and was like, like, hey, like I'd, I'd prefer to stay. There's no beef here. They're just offering me literally twice what I'm making. And the Nuggets were like, we get it, dude. We get it, brother. Um, <laughs> best wishes. Uh, doors on the left. Uh, leave your card and keys and stuff. I mean, so, team equity. We got to get some equity. I, I like the sound of equity. Well, again, that's why I like Minnesota getting creative. Minnesota's willing to say, hey, man, we'll double your salary. And I think it was like A-Rod and Lori. Uh, yeah, like Kyle said, they weren't going to give him equity. Like, Kroenke, he owned all those teams. He wasn't going to get that. With the compensation, that's where they could have came up, and it sounds like they just weren't willing to do it. So it's worked out in the past. It's just one of those, like, how, how many times you want to go back to that well? while you have a championship two-time MVP or a champion, what you think is a championship, a two-time MVP and hopefully some young guys. See, so was Jerry Christ, right? The organizations win championship. He wasn't wrong, but Jerry, I think Jerry Cross's mistake. Yeah. Like Roby says, he it's definitely both. And if if you ever try to get into, it's only one side, that's where you're going to Jerry Cross was trying to say only the front office side. And now we'll see if Tim Connolly brings that magic. So give me a poll, Scoob. I don't think we had a poll today. Who wins championships? (laughs) Players or organization? Oh, man. This could tear us apart. I need to see where where chat's mind is at. Players. FSG owns like four teams. Red Bull owns like eight. Owning three teams in the big four is insane. It is preposterous. And don't none of them be winning shit. I guess the Broncos won some shit. Um, Dude, that's, it's such a tough question. Because it's like, one, the players have to play well. But two, right. the, the organization is what puts the team, the players there together in the first place. So Of course. That's the... And from, I mean, just like the last dance and all that. Jerry Krause's argument was... Listen, it's the organization because you were Michael Jordan the first three, four, five years you got here and you scored a lot of points. You made the all-star team and you won nothing. You won absolutely nothing because you didn't have the pieces around you until I until rightfully so. Jerry Cross came in and was like, hey, we. These guys aren't it. We need lottery picks. He had a very early vision of the lottery when it was unweighted. It was like, we just need lottery picks because they might jump up to three might jump up to six that's how he got i think horace grant made a trade for scotty pippen so that's the organization side on the player side if you're michael jordan you're saying you can put whatever you can put a very good team out there right mm-hmm. we are still the ones that however whatever tip on the in the cap you want to give yourself a late second rounder or a second or a lottery pick or hitting something around the margins. None of it matters if I don't show up, if Scottie Pippen don't show up, if Dennis Rodman don't show up. It's the players. So, but <laughs> DeMonte said he abstains from the vote because you need both. That's why we make you choose, baby. There's no, you think I, you think I put a both option? It's too easy. I would love to see the both poll where it's 100% both. No, 100%. <laughs> Well, if I have both, I got to add neither. 
somebody will be like, it's neither. It's actually the, uh, the coaching, the analytics win the championship. The fans, the fans win the championship. Let's see. Fender says, so a great organization can win a chip with the worst players? Makes you think. I've seen Warriors fans trying to be like, <laughs> Steve Kerr needs to listen to what we're saying. <laughs> Steve Kerr should read NBA Twitter. Yeah, uh, essentially. The, the, <laughs> the guy that I saw, he was like, there's a lot of fans who actually know their stuff, and NBA teams would be wise to start listening to them. <laughs> yep. They should just me and school should be consulting. Like you, you guys try putting the ball in the basket more. That'll be a hundred thousand dollars. Look, if a sports team, we can bring bring us in on like a Barry Bonds type thing. Let us in the dugout. Let us in the locker room, and we'll teach him how to swing. And then three home runs. I I guarantee it. You bring me in the locker room, three home runs that night. Minimum. Uh, Aldo says bad players have never won a title. Bad organizations have. And with that, I just think of listen. The Bengals were this close to winning a Super Bowl, and they're still a bad organization. I'm biased, but I, you know what I'm saying? So you can get, but so far, but look, who, who did the Bengals lose to in the Super Bowl? Aaron Donald. Odell, one half of Odell Beckham. Matthew, like, you know what I'm saying? Stars, pro bowlers, all pros. Maybe that's player and organization. Like, the organization is how you get the players. But the Rams do all those trades, you know, the to get the, that's the organization because yeah. <laughs> their organization is like, we need star players. Mm-hmm. We don't need a seventh round pick in 2024. We need Aaron Donald right now. I need Odell Beckham, uh, Andrew Whitworth. I need those guys right now. So that's the organizational stand. And it works for them. But another part of it is he. I don't think you'd be able to do that in an a market that's not Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, Les Snead could do, be doing the same exact strategy in Detroit, and it just might not work. Mm-hmm. Because you can get a, a Von Miller or something. Like, hey, man, come win a Super Bowl with us, man. Live in LA, then go get paid. Or I don't know if you can do that in, in Detroit. Uh, in the poll, let us see who, once and for all, who wins. Not even close. Not even close. The Bengals have stayed consistent, yeah, consistently poor. Um, players seventy-five, organizations twenty-four. Where do you lean? Of these two, where do you lean? Um, uh, I'm gonna go with the players because if the players stink, I mean, you're not getting anywhere. You know, you get diddly. Yeah, like Kelby said, organizations are only great if they get great players, right? Yeah. Like. I- how good's your front office? Like, man, we had a bunch of steals around the margins. Do, what do you have? Some studs, man. Do you have some blue chip talent? And like, like I, I think about the remember the Eagles when they got Namdi and all them. Like that was supposed to be a dream team. The organization went all <laughs> out, got the dream team, and then it, they stunk. So players, Listen, ha- the Lakers have how many top seventy five players of all time? Almost as many losses as they had this season. Uh, they're like, yeah, you can't, you can't pull that strategy mm-hmm. in St. Louis. Yeah, it def, it varies on sports because I think basketball, it's it's only five of y'all, man. It's five of y'all, and you play both ways. So you you're not winning without some type of like again, we're looking at the final four. You got a Luca, you got a Steph, you got a Butler or a Tatum. Those are the you you need one of them type horses. Baseball, it's my point. Kansas City. Baseball is just so weird, man. 56 guys. Team that won 84 games all year just gets hot in October. Right. And it's like, man, yeah, 
Lowest amount of wins from a champion ever. Only get great players when you have a great organization. Who I don't know. That's where the draft comes in because we give great players to not organize to not great organizations, mm-hmm. and that's my beef. That's my beef. This is all fault. It's all our fault. Bro. But but yeah, if the players stink, then the organization the org- <laughs> isn't, isn't good. <laughs> right. It's of course you need. I just think of like the the Spurs, right? Mm-hmm. The Spurs for a long like with David Robinson, they were in the playoffs. He winning awards. They doing things right. He gets hurt. They sit him out. The year they happen to win the lottery is Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Maybe you win the lottery one year and it's Anthony Bennett at the top. Maybe it's Michael Oluwakandi. Maybe it's DeAndre Ayton. They won it the year it was Tim Duncan. And they would tell you everything, every Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and unsigned guy, Bruce Bowen, they'd be like, it all works because we hit on Tim Duncan. That's why, that's why it works. He can be the lockdown whatever he can come off the bench he can be the point guard we need because tim duncan is the foundation for our everything Uh, so i think i gotta go players um yeah i'm thinking it's like like the the you can build you can build a train yard and you can build the trains but the trains aren't going to go anywhere if your conductors don't know what they're doing hey hey how about that hey (laughs) scoop nose train um (laughs) Aaron says, okay, they stay terrible because they're bad organization. And that's the how does a bad organization get good? It's not the draft. We know it's not the draft because we've had that. It's not free agency. We know it's not that. We've had it's it's however you want to it's good decision making. However you want to classify that. Which would go to other organizations. Mm-hmm. So the universe doesn't say this is an unserious organization, no championship for them. Or do they? Bengals got hot, and even then they were still like, mm. the Bills, Bills are still getting some of that 90 stink off of them, man. Bills just, Bills got a super freak at quarterback and watched him put together a great drive, and 13 seconds later, it meant shit. It meant absolutely, so you telling me the universe ain't saying this is an unserious organization? Bills lost four in a row, Lou. The universe saying something. Glenn Taylor sells your team, that's how. Maybe they get, I do think that's the mark of getting some of that bad juju off you, man. You brought in owner Mark Laurie, Alex Rodriguez. Are they going to be good owners? We have no idea. But this is one of their first moves, getting Tim Connolly. And it's like, hey, there's a guy that did that. Denver's a, I don't know, is Denver a bigger market than me? I I have no idea. Neither one of them are like LA, New York, Chicago, you know what I mean? saying but i don't know where they are I, in scale i think denver's probably a big market like denver's really nice like it's i feel like, like oh great city yeah. great city but it, like not a la new york chicago so minnesota was like hey we there's a guy that did it without any kind of a hey, just come to the tax-free state or a hey, just come to the beach just come to, he put together that there we need him to do it here we're willing to pay him whatever it takes and again, Denver's like, man, we're Denver. We'll we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so <laughs> Kyle, Vikings fan says organizations are the problem. I think that this very much depends on what side you're at. Because if you've been rooting for the Kings or something for a long time, you probably like, man, it's the, we done had some great players. We done had Chris Webber and Cousins. We done had all-stars, and it just didn't matter because the Kings were the damn Kings. 
bad organizations don't fully utilize talent. They don't, they don't utilize it. They don't recognize it. They don't, none of it. It's chicken or the egg. I think Brett Stillman's it? right. Uh, I think it's just luck. I think it's all luck. It's. <laughs> I mean, it's a big part of it, but how much? Because again, Tim Connolly was talking about. He's like, man, we don't, we don't get no credit for drafting Jokic because we passed on him the first time too, right? If we thought he, if we knew he's gonna be this guy, we would have took him in the first round. So there's definitely some luck, but it seems like the same executives the same organizations seem to keep getting lucky you know what i mean like it for a while i mean probably now the patriots got every single bounce of the ball why is that because they in the playoffs every year mm-hmm. it helps when they had like like patriots or the patriots organization or player yeah they ain't win no rings without tommy brady but made the playoffs last year like they're still clearly in a mix in the mix Chicken of the egg is not. The grand Michael argument. not going for this. Michael not going for this chicken of the egg. Uh, no, he, he, BS. He put, oh, this, put in the dirt right away. Said, this bluster. Chickens are hatched. Uh-huh. That's all he'll hear about it. <laughs> he said, "Carry the hell on." Yeah, Michael said, "Michael, per- carry the hell on." Uh, <laughs> couple sauces with some extra biscuits. But uh, yeah, Bucks good organization or good player school? Did they get the good player? Oh, they got because lucky. They're good. That was did dumb they luck. The, did they get the good player because they're a good organization? Did the good player carry them into being a good organization? I, Which uh, chicken I, or egg? I mean, they drafted they drafted a skinny skinny Greek kid. You know, he ended up being the the best player in the world. <laughs> so I mean, I think that's that's a bad example. That's dumb luck right there. But the thing, they drafted him fifteenth though, not fiftieth. That is true. You know what I mean? So it's like Jokic, Jokic second round, bro. Yeah, anybody could. Draymond Green second round. Anybody could have had Draymond Green. Fifteenth, mm-hmm. they. I think it was like Mavs Hawks. There were a couple teams legit trying to get Giannis. So there was some level of. You know, they did their homework. They went to Greece and like talked to his family. Felt comfortable doing it. But there's also some luck. Like, hey man, if if the twelfth. Whoever got the twelfth pick was like, "No, nah, we did all that research too. We're taking Giannis." Then Giannis might be a Sacramento King right now. If he's a Sacramento King, what are we saying about Giannis right now? He I think he like he he'd still be an all time great. I think he's that level of special. But would it matter on the Kings? He looks lovely in that jersey. Oof, that's it. As I say, we maybe we'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, said a player can. A player can get you into being a good organization. Can an organization turn you into a, like a good to great player? Yeah, Andrew know. Wiggins. Mmm, it's a great, it's a great point. It's another. I think it's another strike against organization because the Timberwolves had Andrew Wiggins for years and never saw any of this on a consistent basis. Yeah. And he got to the Warriors. He's been to the Warriors for a year and a half, and he's like, man, I know how to play basketball. So. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Amit's right. Jam would jef- definitely choose organization, <laughs> no doubt. Jam Jam would choose uh the law, the legal team. He think the legal team uh some say the legal team was more important than Michael exactly what Jam would say. Jam specifically states Brad <laughs> Stevens is the answer. <laughs> yeah, y'all take the player organization, I'll take both. Brad Stevens. Um 
Let us take a five minute break. Let's take a five minute break. I'm gonna check in, uh, check in with Chuck McDonald, exemplars, get him situated. So let's take five. Everybody keep uh chicken or egging. And actually, give me a poll for the break. Chicken or the egg, school. I just want to know where, where the people's minds are. All right. Quick poll. We'll be back. Hey, welcome back. Hour three. I need the poll results. But first, Charles McDonald of the Paul Feinbaum Show yeah, is with us. Right. Uh, <laughs> thank you for taking some time. We must know who came first, chicken or the egg? Uh, the egg. Because the egg had to produce the first chicken from whatever lines of genetics the the chicken came from. What does the poll say, school? What does oh, the poll say? That's right. I got to kill the poll. See, first I forgot to run the poll, and then I didn't kill it. <laughs> they don't want they, they don't want us to get to the bottom of this chicken egg business. I didn't want to tear well, apart the enough. chat like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. All right, the poll yeah, is killed. The results are in. The people wow. say, ooh, 58% of the people say the chicken <laughs> came first, Charles. And where did the first chicken come from? Mm-hmm. I, I went on the poll. Chat. I guess not. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm wrong then. I'm wrong. <laughs> Chat don't know what it's on. They don't know what they're talking about. Paul doesn't know. <laughs> Chat doesn't know eggs. Um, <laughs> we got it. Yeah, where the chicken truth is it? We got into this because we were just talking basically like just player or organization. Like just what is who wins championships? I think was the previous poll. Is that right, school? Who wins championships? Yeah. Players or organizations? It's of course both, well, that, but that that's boring. But players or dead. organizations. That takes Ooh. dead now. Tom Brady proved it dead. It's done. It's over. So it's only players. Charles only votes players. player. Yeah. I mean, at least I think it depends on like a certain level of like how good you are. Like there was a whole, there was a whole, what, like 15 years where you put LeBron on like any team, they're going to win like 60 games. So I'm. He got I'm, a team I'm, to the finals eight straight years. Like just yeah, the, the virtue of having LeBron James on your team would get you to the finals eight straight years. Yeah, I'm definitely a team player on that one for sure. I don't know. There was a lot of organization talk. People were saying <laughs> uh, you, you don't become an organization without good players, but the Sound good organizations like here, boy. The the good organizations pick the good players. I don't know. I don't know. Not always. Not in the NFL, at least, because we have yeah. a horrific draft system. No, nah, what do you mean? Whatever do you mean? <laughs> uh, Where someone like. Someone as good as Kyle Pitts has to go sit in Atlanta for four years or five years before he can actually do something fun with his career. Or Trevor Lawrence getting sent to Jacksonville. What are we doing here? Listen, I, I, I've long abolished the draft, but uh, I think I, I'm, I'm just giving up on that. It sounds like the Pro Bowl might be abolished. Are you ready to see some Pro Bowl changes? I haven't watched the Pro Bowl the- in like, I haven't watched a Pro Bowl in like a decade, probably. Like, the, I don't even care about that game, bro. <laughs> who does? The, and also, the last Pro Bowl anything I remember is when they were like telling the players during the game that Kobe died. That's the that's like the last Pro Bowl memory <laughs> of anything, and that, not a football thing at all. Like that's Jesus Christ. <laughs> and before that, I couldn't tell you because, like you, I don't watch the Pro Bowl. No. I don't want, yeah. so yeah, they're looking for, because the NFL discussing future of the Pro Bowl, including possible elimination of the, the tackle only, the game. Only, the only, like, Pro Bowl content I consume now is, like, after the game, when the show the players, like, mic'd up, and you finally get, like, a true look at, like, what these guys are actually like. Like, oh, this mm-hmm. is delightful. Like, most of these guys are <laughs> funny as hell and good people, but 
during the season, you know, it's business, business, business. You don't get to see any of it. We're going to lock these guys away for months at a time. So, like, I remember after the Pro Bowl this year, there were, like, clips of Mac Jones, like, bullshitting with the guys. I'm like, hey, this seems kind of like a likable fella. Like, he seems all right. Yeah, if uh, you come off as unlikable at the Pro Bowl, like, you got, you got, yeah. <laughs> you got bigger fish to fry. Why, why are you so mad, bro? You in the, what, Hawaii or Miami or Orlando? Like, why are you so mad, bro? <laughs> yeah, scroll down a little bit, school. What I want to see some of these potential changes. Like, what are the, what's the, oh, no vote needed to approve a change. That's interesting. So, Goodell could just be like, he could just decide whatever he wants. They could, they could play a volleyball game if they wanted they, to. Everybody got to play butt naked because no <laughs> vote would. Like, Roger Goodell just decides that you got to play butt naked. Well, okay. Um, Is that what you want to see? I'd watch that before I watch the damn Pro Bowl now. I'll tell you what's not going to happen me watching the Pro Bowl now. Um, Goodell says the NFL will consider turning the Pro Bowl to a celebration of players rather than playing an actual game. So it's going to be like certificates? Like... I don't know. I feel like we should we should make them. I think the volleyball point is a good one. We should make them play different sports at the Pro Bowl. Like what, what if sport. What if there was like a pickup basketball tournament where you were forced to pick at least two linemen on your team? Kind of fun. I'm, offensive or defensive, or you, they just got to be linemen. You just need they to bulk. be linemen. Actually, you know what? One offense, one defensive lineman, and the rest you can fill with skill players. I'm... And with, with the pool of Pro Bowl players, we'll have like a just a massive pickup basketball tournament, teams of five, and see who wins. It's I would watch it. I would watch the show out of that. I was like, man, Quentin Nelson got Dak Prescott in hell, man. Like he's just, <laughs> just mouse in the house, barbecue shit. Like he's just, uh, 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 he's just. It says here that they used to play dodgeball. Why they need to bring back the dodgeball Pro Bowl game? I mean, dodgeball would be. I know they used to play uh, beach football until I think it was Robert Edwards tore his ACL, and they said we. Yeah, they said we will not be playing any more sport. Paint. Somebody said paintball. Paintball. Water balloon fight. That feel pretty harmless. But then you get flag. Something like that. That, no, be... that might be bloodshed. <laughs> yeah, like Aaron, Don- Aaron Donald will not allow his flag to be captured. That that would be uh, good. Robert that Edwards. would be fun. Yeah, Robert Edwards came into the league like 20 years too soon because that was back in the day when if you had an ACL tear, they would take you out back and say, it's over for you, buddy. You, you just Nowadays... bite, bite this pencil, Robert. Yeah. Look into the sunshine, my boy. You had a good <laughs> run. You're 24. Uh, like... And now yeah. he would have been, he would have tore that at the Pro Bowl and wouldn't have missed a week camp. Nope, he went right back before training camp started. It's a it's a different game, man. It's a, it's a totally different this, game. Oh, also they do still play dodgeball. Oh yeah, I, I I okay. I remember that they played dodgeball like probably this year recently because when I worked at SB Nation, I had to blog the uh, when you had to blog like the Pro Bowl skill challenges, and I I almost died that night because I was so bored, but. You know, I made it through, and I'm not a better person for it, but they do definitely play dodgeball. Oh, you familiar with Dino Man, Charles? You know what Dino no, Man no. is? It's no. every, We talked about it some the other day. It's the game where somebody has a football, you throw it behind you to a group of people. A lot of people had different names for it. Uh, we used to call it Dino Man. I would watch some NFL Dino Man. Wait, so you're just throwing it backwards, like in a you line? Go, you throw it backward, and there are is five to ten players. It would just be, hey, I'm... I'm Jamar Chase. I'm just throwing it backwards. Whoever, oh, Derrick Henry got the ball. Uh-oh. Now everybody has to try to tackle Derrick Henry. Wherever he's tackled, he stops right there. 
and throws the ball back until somebody scores. Yeah, that reminds me, when I was in middle school, I lived in Charlotte, and we played like this version of flag football called Carolina football, where... Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like I'm listening. Football, but, you, but basically the rules are you can throw it from anywhere on the field, right? So, like, let's say I get the, I snap the ball and I'm a quarterback and I start running down the field. I can throw it to anyone on down the field and then they can catch it and then they can throw it to anyone. So basically it just becomes like this free flowing black football game. That's a lot of fun. So let's say, let's say there's no I limit throw, on them. Like we can't be like two passes, no but there's the, unlimited passes, unlimited passes. That's interesting. Right. So one of the cool things that we used to do is like, I'll throw it to someone and then I'll sprint and then they throw it back to me, you know, down the field. Uh, but if it gets intercepted, the play's dead, and the other team gets a chance to, you know, gotcha. try okay. to score a touchdown on your play. So if they intercept, it was plays actually a lot of fun, bro. I would say that may, I mean, intercept, like if they could just intercept and keep doing that, it's like the game just never ends. But yeah, if interception or do fumbles count too? Like you fumble, play dead. Yeah, fumble, plays dead. Play yeah, give it back to the other team. Okay. Yeah. Has anybody heard like the thing I learned yesterday? There's a hundred million different names of this. Somebody's gonna be like, oh yeah, man, we used to call this tennis. Yeah, <laughs> like that's well, that, baseball back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's just what we call. I would watch that at the Pro Bowl. Um, I think they they still do like they do fastest man, but don't I think they only race like four or five people, right? Like at the same time, and that's that. I feel like they if they really wanted to do fastest, they could get some bracket action going. They could okay. get like sixteen guys or something. I'm not saying a hundred, but like sixteen guys, run them two or four at a time, bracket them off. To where your winner runs maybe three or four rates, something like that. I feel like they could get that going. What if they made them yeah. do like squid game type games? Like I think you you might have just fixed the Pro Bowl school. Like think <laughs> think about the one where like they had the the red light <clears throat> red light green light one. Imagine they had to do that with the full sprint. I mean, that's three cone drill, that's all sorts of things there. You gotta cut out the little you gotta get the needle wet and cut out the little bitty cookie. I mean, um, I, I would love, I would love to see Trevor Pennington try to cut the cookie. I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Stink can't cut the cookie, and you just see that mask over him, just shakes his head. No, uh, I think Squid Game's good. Uh, I think there might be something there, but like, I think yeah, they still do like the strongman. Yeah, masked up would definitely. Wait, so who would be, who would be the masked people? School. Oh, oh no, I said, I said, uh. Squid Games would be cool without all the mass death, you know. Oh, like, I don't want to turn yeah. my TV and see Aaron Donald getting, you know, gunned down by some giant tank, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm good with all that. There's no corporal punishment. It's enough of that on the new. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, a celebration of players, uh, Charles. We're here to celebrate them. Jeez Louise, Charles Goodell over here. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the strong man, which I think they do. They still do the strong, like whoever has they, it, would just be the Larry Allen competition. I feel like Larry Allen would show up and bench press whatever Larry Allen decided to bench press that day. Would you guys watch them do like Ninja Warrior stuff? Yeah, oh, like, yeah, like MXC, definitely. Yeah, like Lamar Jackson doing like an obstacle course. I'll watch the shit out of that. Mm -hmm. Him got to run up the wall, grow across the, the logs on the water. Yep, um. <laughs> And then at the end, after you're super tired, you got to throw the ball through a hoop somewhere, you know? I would. Here's the thing. Lamar would win that, and they'd be like, see, he's an athlete, not a court, not a quarterback. He's, <laughs> he's, he's an MXC guy, not a quarterback. I told you he um, couldn't play. Right. <laughs> it's a dot throwing competition skill challenge. What other, like, like for football, what other skills challenges can you do? Like, whoever, th farthest throw, who has the strongest arm. But what, what's, 
some kind Ag- of yeah, throw the, the moving yeah. um, tires and stuff. Would you I guys watch? Used- I think I think here's a plausible one that the NFL could do. How about a kicking competition between non-kickers? That'd be funny as shit. Oh yeah. Oh or yeah, you have to play a different position than your own. Yes. Yeah. In the Pro Bowl Stump. game, hell yeah. Okay, I think we might be on to something there. Like, I don't know how you do it if everybody gets to whoever gets the most votes gets to pick. So it's like Patrick Mahomes gets first pick. He's like, I think I want a little linebacker action. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think Patty wants to rush the edge. I think Ace the Poet in the chat is on to something. NFL Wipeout. Are you guys familiar with that show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the base, I mean, the obstacle course stuff, right? Yeah. Except, like, there's like rotating stuff and you can get knocked the hell out. Like, I think that's the. That's the difference between Wipeout and Ninja Warrior. Like, they're actively trying to hurt the participants, which actually, that's probably where you lose the NFL PA. I feel like that's where you gain the NFL. It's like you're, you're trying to actively hurt our, <laughs> our players. Yes, we will do. We are in. Um, Wait, you mean I can get Aaron Donald a discount next year if I hurt him in the NFL Wipeout challenge? Exactly. Ooh, Aaron, I know you were coming off all pro. You really turned your knee on those logs, man. I can go up to 18 million. I couldn't do 22, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, this could work. Yeah, I, I want to see punt, nah, punter, right tackle. That's too much, Michael. I, I want to see him like put some put some like machines on some dummies and just like let Aaron Donald tackle it as hard as he can and like track the measure stats. like the force. Yeah, measure yeah, the force. Oh. We get some cool some cool analytic stuff, right? Like, let's see how hard Aaron Donald can hit. Like, he hits as hard yeah. as a 1992 Toyota Tundra. Or like a blocker, should, boom. Like that, we should do. We should bring back pros versus Joes for the Pro Bowl. For the Pro How about oh, yeah. you? Just get you get Versh- Pro Bowl. There's one Pro Bowl team, right? No AFC, mm-hmm. NFC, just whoever gets the top votes. That's a Pro Bowl team, and then they have to play against a team of guys who didn't make it past like D2 in college. <laughs> yeah, the, the Twitter troll team, yeah, and the, the Twitter, Twitter troll team, the Twitter like, troll team who say. Oh man, you know, playing quarterback in the NFL isn't that hard. All right, well, here's your chance, buddy. Let's go see. ahead and throw against the Pro Bowl team. Nah, this could definitely work. It was like, oh yeah, was, was this was you? Uh, this said Mitch Trubisky couldn't hit the backside of a barn. Was that you? Okay, let's see. <laughs> Yo, we're we're running mean, full that, pressure. <laughs> Michael Parsons, hey, don't take it easy. We're blitz. We're sitting in the house. Don't take it easy. Let's go. Instead of jersey numbers, it's just like all your inflammatory tweets on your chest. You have to you have, you have to hit one of these in order to get a point. I'm not asking for your score touchdown, but like you said, if you tweeted at Mitch Trubisky, you can't hit a backside dig. You have to hit a backside dig in the game, or else your team doesn't get a point for that play. Yeah, and you you put that weak ass ball up there, and Jalen Ramsey catches it with his eyes closed. And then and, and then Mitch, <laughs> if you do that, then Mitch Trubisky used to come to the game and punch you in the face. I think we do a little home and home. Like, because if you fail that, Mr. Trubisky gets to come to your job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you miss something on the floor. Boo, yeah. this guy can't sweep. Boo, <laughs> this yeah. guy doesn't know how to enter on Excel. Boo. This guy, man, look at this. That's, that's a terrible spreadsheet, man. You should be replaced. <laughs> the guy on the bench is better than you. My grandma could do a better spreadsheet than that. And you just got to sit there. He's like, man, I shouldn't have said that shit to Mr. Trubisky, man. I was wild. Yeah. Um, Mr. Bisky I, coming in. Why haven't you started writing yet, bro? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like Ace, it's going to be it's it's going to be a stack of waivers about that thick. But I think we could get it done. Yeah. Because again, these you guys. One on one. Yeah. You ready to go one on one against Julio Jones? True. Yeah, you. I'm ready. I'm I'm jamming him. I'm jamming him at the line. I'm built different though. <laughs> so that's just just off the rip. 
Taking him off the um, feet, de-cleaning him <laughs> at the line. Or, or I play off a little bit, let him think he's going to go deep, and I just I just swoop in with my closing speed. Those are the two options. Those are the <laughs> yep. two options. Um, yeah, you caught, man, that's a terrible PowerPoint. Man, that's that's the worst email I ever read, dog. I've seen way better emails uh, <laughs> overseas when I was in middle school. Oh, Joe from accounting, he he writes better emails than you do. How about that? <laughs> I think this Pro Bowl seven versus seven flag football. I like the draft. I don't hate any. I like live draft action with Isaac. Like anything where you have to, there are people lined up, mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes has to say yes. I want you instead of you. I'm I'm with that. Oh yeah, because somebody always take offense. Yeah, like the, the NBA All Star Game. One of the fun things now is the draft that they do. Like I would, I would love to see that in the NFL, just because I want to see someone get their feelings hurt, and maybe they might play a little bit harder in the game. Not that they should, but they might. I mean, that's really all you. All it really takes is that, like, oh, okay, I got you, and there's just that one, like, man, uh, Michael Parsons really took it out on Prescott there. Uh, Dak Prescott <laughs> didn't take him first round, and he really, really let him hear about it there. Uh, we'll take a TV timeout. Dak is scraping himself up off the Hawaii turf. Wait a second. <laughs> so we got the nasty man at quarterback and Baker Mayfield is rushing off the edge? Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> that, I think Baker should just be, I don't know, he should just get to, I don't MC the event. He ain't doing yeah. nothing else. Like, Baker should just yeah. get the MC. He's just the master ceremony for the Pro Bowl. He interviews everybody, keeps everybody loose, makes everybody feel comfortable. And then I think AJ said it, you, you get an Oklahoma drill. With your Twitter troll, like the guy that's like, man, Aaron Donald, not the man. They they wouldn't even double team and triple team. I'm like, okay, you got some Oklahoma with 99. Go ahead. You keep you keep him out of the backfield. <laughs> man, I, that 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 reminds me. Like, I so I played D uh, three football at Gettysburg College, and I remember. So I was I was an all conference player my senior year in high school, and I remember the first day that we put on pads at Division three. I was like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? Like, <laughs> like, like it, it, everyone's big, fast, strong, and that's just D3. Like, I, these people have no, people who, like, really troll these guys have no idea <laughs> how strong and fast they are. I remember I was covering the Jets, and this is Makai Becton's rookie year. First of all, he's the biggest person I've ever seen. Just a colossal entire. human being. Colossal human being. Like a wingspan the size of like New York City, bro. Yeah, can we and, give me uh, Becton's uh, athletic score, Scoob, if we can? I want to see the measure. Yeah, I want to see the measure because I know he's another one of those just freak athletes as a giant human freak being. Freak athlete. But I remember they were doing like some like run blocking drill, you know, whatever, inside run drill. And Becton is coming in on like the backside of a block. And he grabs this linebacker with one arm, like not, <laughs> one hand, I mean. And he didn't even get like full control of him. He, he like barely had him underneath his shoulder pad with one uh, hand, threw this dude like eight yards on the ground. It was unbelievable, bro. And it's like other grown men whose entire job is to do <laughs> what you prevented him from doing. Um, here we, we got Beckton Scott. He was a 9.85 out of 10 athletic score. Shade over six seven three sixty four, yeah. <laughs> Hands are nearly eleven inches wide. He just <laughs> he just he just grab your whole torso. It just push you. This is the number one pick I think in the pickup basketball game. <laughs> yeah, 
Now that would be the yeah. Who does? Who would go number one in the uh, Pro Bowl basketball game? Because it's some like Odell when like Odell can really play. It's a couple guys that could really play, but I don't yeah. know. It's a couple guys that are six foot seven. Good. Yeah, six foot seven, three hundred sixty pound center that can dunk. Like yeah, I, I think that might be the first pick because these guys aren't that skilled at basketball. Yeah, I think I would just go, like Becton, Jordan Davis, Vita Via. Uh, I just want team planet Earth theory. I want the biggest human beings on the earth that can somehow still move their feet. I don't care if like Vita V is like I've never held a basketball, man. It's like it don't matter. I'm gonna teach you what to do. You're gonna be our rebounder. Like you we'll figure it out, boss. I- I'm gonna take yeah. Darren Waller and just dunk all over your earth team. Like Dude, they got Darren Waller by a hundred pounds. He would go for the Ooh. dunk and they would just they would grab him <laughs> in the air like a ballerina. I'm I'm gonna turn Darren Waller into Zion Williamson on you guys. He's gonna be dribbling in circles <laughs> between the legs. You guys will you uh, won't know. Curly Neal. Um, I'm gonna have Darren Waller, Miles Garrett. You guys won't Miles stand Garrett's a chance. Miles Garrett's a good one. Uh, Wait, have you guys ever seen Makai Beckman's basketball highlights before from high school? I feel like mm-hmm. we should. He he did play basketball in high school. Uh, I, I I think if I recall correctly, from? that was his first. Oh come on, man. <laughs> Come on, dog. <laughs> this is one. This is legit. The kid that went up against, I think it was Zion, just pushed him. I was like, "What am I, coach? What am I really supposed to do, man?" We're looking at Makai Becton here in high school. <laughs> Yo, that's a grown man. Come on, that's Trent Williams, man. Come on, this is a... <laughs> cleaning up the glass. He was just. Where's he from? Does it say like where is he? Um, Highland Springs. Like you know where he's from, Charlie. What part of town? Or part of? I'm gonna guess Kentucky because he went to Louisville. Um, he better not be from Kentucky. If he was, if he's from (laughs) Kentucky, what he? I'm, I'm refusing that. Um, yeah, Miles. I've seen Miles Garrett play ball. Uh, it was a Odell was just doing like dunking from the free throw line for like football players are just not real athletes. Just not they're like yeah. we. I can do this without pads. Nobody trying to hit me, man. I'm I'll jump from the three point line. <laughs> um, who else got good high school? The last tape I remember Henry Ruggs, which is, had some really all his high school tape was him just running past everybody and just windmill dunking. Yo, there's rumors of, out there that it's not. It's, I don't think it's on camera, but I've heard this from many people. That Julio Jones apparently owns the most disrespectful high school basketball dunk of all time. I've tried near and far to find video of this, but honestly, I I think I'll take someone at their word for that. He Julio's. I know he's an Alabama. I don't know what part of Alabama he's from, but I, some part of Alabama. He Julio old, but he's not old enough to where it's like no bat. We got two chains got high school highlights on YouTube. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, how do we not have? Oh, oh, Boogie Cousins, another Alabama guy. Um, I hadn't heard. Interesting. Yeah, let's, let's Yeah. Long before Julio Jones was all pro receiver for the Falcons, before yada yada. Foley. Okay, he's from Foley, Alabama. Okay. Let's see, Cousins playing Andre Drummond 2K tournament was asked to relay the craziest dunk uh, he'd ever witnessed. Instead of listing himself or, <laughs> or several other NBA superstars, <laughs> He went with a put-back dunk by Jones. The crazy part, it occurred while he and Jones were still in high school and no cousin wasn't on the receiving end of it. Do you imagine trying to block a... You, you just got out of algebra class, bro. You pull up <laughs> and there's DeMarcus Cousins to Julio Jones. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? I got to box out? <laughs> I got I to gotta, I gotta box out a 17-year-old 
Demarcus Cousins, man. I got a box out of eighteen year old Julio Jones who's about to walk onto like the Alabama starting lineup. Like, come on, man. right? We're playing class two A ball. Like, I'm worrying about because I just got a C minus on my math test. I don't know what I'm going to tell my mom. Here comes Julio Jones trying here, to go. Now I got it. Yeah, I got a I got a box out. Uh, it was, it's the clip of Kawhi Leonard boxing out Bobby Wagner, and I'm like, what? These two guys played in high school. And there it is, Kawhi Leonard and Bob, two All Pro, All NBA caliber guys, just just shooting the shit, nice just playing in high school. Um, I, I remember oh, this kid on the basketball team. He was in my gym class, and I would always challenge him to one on one, and he always be like, "Man, I don't want you to get hurt today." <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta take it easy on you. Um, yeah, okay. I love another dumbass high school story. So my line coach in high school. Spencer Falau, he played on the Baltimore Ravens team and won the Super Bowl in like 2000, right? Mm. And he always said that his claim to fame was starting the game and didn't allow a sack to Dwight Freeney. I was like, hey, it's pretty good. But also, you're an old man now. So I was like, let me see if I can get a pass rush on you. So he was like, he's like, bro, you don't want these problems. I like, I do. I was like, I got pads on. You don't have pads on. Let's see what happens. Right uh, then, let me stop you right there. That's when you should have known. Yeah, that's when you that's when you had on pads and he didn't. And he was like, I'm still not concerned for my health. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, so I, I was so he lined up at tackle and I was in my, you know, my stance at defensive end and I got off the ball and <laughs> it felt like King Kong punched me in the chest. Bro. Like <laughs> I got it. That was that was all I remember. I got off the ball. I woke up in the hospital. <laughs> no, the the next thing I knew, he hit me with one hand, his off hand. And the next thing I was, I was literally crumpled on the ground, gasping for air. Like, oh my God, you you are a human, dude. And this is mm-hmm. this is what, like 15 years after he stopped playing. Too. Oh yeah. He ain't he ain't yeah. been in the best shape of his life in 20 years. So imagine that I think it was it was Kevin Love talking about Shaq. A young Kevin Love was talking about defending Shaq, like old washed up Shaq. And he was like, he was so devastatingly strong. I cannot imagine what it was like when he was fast too. Like, yeah. if I caught him 10 years ago, he was as strong and three times as fast. And he's like, and I, I was in the best shape of my life. And I was like, I, he's moving me out anywhere he wants to go. Yeah. Can't anywhere hang. he wants to go. Can't hang at all. Yeah, I remember <clears throat> Shaq played for the Lakers late in his career, right? It was like middle. No, no, not the Lakers. Not the Lakers. I meant the Celtics. 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 Yeah, Celtics yeah. was late. Was, Celtics was late. Like, he was thick Shaq. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I I remember that was when I first started watching basketball. And I was like, <laughs> I refuse to believe that this man was like dominating the NBA when I was a kid. And everyone was Listen, like, dude. no, man. He was like the greatest big man ever. And I was like, I was like, man, he's just like he's out there like five minutes a night sometimes. <laughs> like Whoa. old Shaq was was a tough look. That was it a was tough a, look. But the thing was, the five they would bring him out for five minutes a half because it's like for five minutes a half we have the strongest human being in the building, and there's nothing you can do about it. We can only run him five minutes a half, mm-hmm. but for those five minutes, you have to deal with Shaq, mm-hmm. the big Shamrock. I saw Shaq in person, like around the Super Bowl, and I it was just like I can't imagine when he was in like peak shape. Just so much larger than not everybody, everything he was around, so much larger than everything. And it's like I can't imagine when he was Orlando Shaq, like the, the or early Lakers. Of, I was just about to say the clips of Shaq running the floor, <laughs> and when he's the magic, when he's on the magic, is crazy, dude. Yeah, crazy. 
I've said it before. I've gotten like it's either like young LeBron, young Westbrook, or all that. Young Shaq, Orlando Shaq is the best athlete I've ever seen on a basketball court for the size, for the strength, for the speed. It's like as big who's the biggest person in the in the NBA right now? I'm trying to like Giannis. Nah, even like I'm thinking like Boban. Like Boban's like seven three. Yeah. But how much Boban weigh? Um, Give me Boban's weight. Maybe 300 pounds. Let's see. He's a like a massive, massive 291. Orlando Shaq was 7'1, 7'7 wingspan. And I think he was 325, meaning he was quicker all that than Boban and had him by 35 pounds. Like peak Dwight Howard, peak DeAndre Jordan. Them guys was like 260. Shaq yeah. would have had them by like 60, 70 pounds. Oh, big Oliver Miller. They hey, listen, man. They they we could have got my guy some sleeves, some under armor sleeves. Hey, yeah, yeah. Come on, Mal. Come on, Mal. 375. The, Jesus. Oliver Miller was a, a large man. I wish we could um, watch these clips. I want to see this big man hoop. I you mean. you don't you I, I watched Oliver Miller. <laughs> you um, watched him for me. I trust you. Yeah, uh like Shaq number two. Shaq, yeah, famously they had him at 369 when he got to the NBA. Shaq was mm-hmm. let's say 359. Yep, no, nah, I'm wow. not buying that. I, I when he, he got to the like... Lakers, now Shaq, give me because I, th- I think we got Shaq's like combine. That's how I knew he had the crazy wingspan. I was like, Shaq was just like the perfect human specimen. Shaq yeah. combine, he was like 20 years old, he had a 40 inch vertical. Oh, I and I remember symbol R, that guy was like 75, I think. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, to say how much you 360. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those, yeah, Shaq was like, I'm 362, but my 360 don't look like your 360. Ooh, yep. my boy, <laughs> Eddie Curry, the GOAT. Big, Eddie, Cur- Eddie Curry <laughs> was a hall, man. Bro. <laughs> Listen, Eddie Curry on 2K, like two, the early 2Ks, Eddie Curry was basically Shaq in the low post. Oh, yeah, for sure. More or less. Um, I, I think I've. You know who also was a 2K superstar back in the day? J.R. Smith, bro. J.R. Smith, Smith was, he was 85% of Michael Jordan on 2K. Mm-hmm. You could easily score 100 points in a game with J.R. Smith on the old 2K games. Easy. Yeah. Oh, I need to find this Shaq. Uh, George Emmett in the chat said Shaq's combine weight was 325. Wow. Okay, that sounds. Yeah, yeah. 360, that wasn't until like Lakers days. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Shaq's seven feet without shoes, seven 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 wingspan, eleven inch hand length, nine inch hand spread. Twelve, <laughs> his max reach was twelve five. The rim is ten feet. Like it just doesn't make sense. Uh, he had a five point eight hand timed forty yard dash. When he was seven foot and in the three hundreds, and he ran a five. That's eight. incredible. Like that's pretty. Which, that's, which is it's like that's not a real human being, man. Yeah, I see some. Oh, I found a Wilt Chamber. I don't know how true these are. He was a, he was like an Olympic level sprinter. I thought Wilt was. Oh, Wilt was an Olympic level. He's in the volleyball Hall of Fame. Like that's just what caliber <laughs> athlete Wilt Chamberlain was. Yao was a beast. Is Wilt Chamberlain on here? Um, no. No, George Murison. This is Will Chamberlain. They started pumping themselves with HGH. That was just pure. Oh, yeah. Will was just, that was just natural. That was just Philly. (laughs) Just Philly. Uh, 7 1 without shoes, Will Chamberlain. 7 8 wingspan. 9 6 standing reach. 
12 6 max reach. Look at, was, look at how long his legs are, bro. <laughs> this is what Chamberlain in 1966 ran a 4.6 <laughs> hand timed 40. I don't know about that, but 4.6. With those, what, I mean, with was, those legs, his, I mean, what was, what was his like his 100 meter time? Can you look that up? That's it. Only it's only got the forty, but he yeah he ran some type of. I'm sure yeah yeah. Would, that's what that's what he was holding. He was like, "This is how long it takes." I run the hundred meter dash. It wasn't for points at all. You it know, was never points. You know that meme where people are like, "Women with a time machine go back to talk to their grandmother." <laughs> or, right. If I had a time machine, I'm going back. I'm watching Will score a hundred points, and then I'm demanding he run the hundred yard dash for me. Yep, I have a point to prove to my friends. I think it will work. Um, yeah, no, I just have the time. I just go back and watch them dumb. I just take nothing but the will overs. Like will Will's PRA line for the day is uh seventy four and a half points and rebounds. I was like, I'm taking the over. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if, if they would, if they would let us in the building, but if they did, I, I would love to watch. Listen, <laughs> we'd have to be on in Will's team. You know what I mean? We have to be in Will's entourage. Uh, you guys would okay. You want it? Y'all with Wilt or Bill? You get uh, imagine the guy sit up there. Oh. The guy with the time machine going back, and he also forgets to record the game, and he's like, "God damn it! They're not gonna believe I did this." I mean, he scored a hundred points. Yeah, he okay. really scored a hundred, um, guys. You won't believe me. Yeah, prove it. Prove it. You, you got a picture. You got a video. This is really yeah. my. I, I I still I can't believe that there's not footage of Will Chamberlain scoring a hundred. I. It, it is. It's, it's weird that there's a lot of pictures of him playing basketball, but none of that game. Very weird. It was a Philadelphia New York game. This thing's something I've looked up before. I was like, okay, he hadn't scored a hundred before. What was the previous record? The previous record for all like game high was seventy something, which Wilt Chamberlain had set two months prior. So if I'm like, okay, I'm not going to the game, but if I hear the guy that just scored like seventy six. He's got 40-something at the half. Maybe I make it over to the game. Wow. Maybe I hop Somewhere. on a train. Maybe I... Uh, they were like, nah. You got two people in the chat saying that uh, Wilt ran a 10.900-meter dash. <laughs> at that's... seven feet tall, that's insane. <laughs> Usain Bolt runs like an 11... What's Usain Bolt? No, no, you, I... Usain Bolt's like... At, he's like... I was like 10.6. Like yeah, I was like... like even still, though. But like the... But Sub eleven. You know, what's, funny, what's funny about that time is like that's what like good high schoolers run now, like a ten point nine. Like it's... <laughs> well, it's it's the four minute mile that Jerry Bush tried to tell us about on Winning Time. Yeah. Once once somebody cracks at school, everybody cracks it. I I, I, I don't. Now we look up in two years, everybody's gonna be three forty running the three of. Uh, Four seven like Jordan Davis. It's like, yeah, that's the he was just the first of these guys. Yeah, we go. He had 23 in the first, 18 in the second quarter, Will Chamberlain. 28 in the third. There wasn't no telegram or nothing that went out. Like, man, somebody should be here. He's going crazy right now. Well, there probably was, but it probably didn't arrive until like a week later, you know. <laughs> Get here. Will score yeah, 100. <laughs> he showed up with at? the camera with the little shit. Where's where's Wilty? You know I mean? Where's Wilty? Uh, just I, didn't think to cover the game. I, I I really I truly don't buy it because it's such an outlier. They show the rest of his scores like around that, 
61, 26, 67, 65, 61, 100. Like, it's, it, that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. This is, I feel like this is like Kobe putting up 81, like in conjunction, like next to his, his other games. It's definitely an outlier, but if you're scoring 61, 67, 65, 61, you got 100 in you, I feel like. And I think, I feel like that's got to be one thing. It's like, you know what? Like, if I come out, I was going to say, if I come out, he didn't even start that hot. Seven for 14. But the free throws, Wilt was a notoriously bad free throw shooter. And this game, this game in particular, 28 to 32. This dude took 63 shots. (laughs) And 32 32 free throws. He didn't pass the ball one time that entire game. Why would he? If I had Wilt back back then, this is before three-point line. Bro, you better pass it to Will every single time we get down the court. <laughs> every single time you better pass him the goddamn ball. You know there were guys guys on the Twitter Twitter back then that were like, Wilt's a ball hog. He's got to pass the oh, rock. Man, he not that nice, man. We're not that, we're not that guy. Will is not him. He hasn't, done, he hasn't scored 100 cents. <laughs> yeah, we're, how many did he give Bill Russell? Only 62. He's a bum. <laughs> Let me see you do it when it counts. Uh, now, old Twitter trolls would have been, bro. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you, I mean, beyond the one hundred, can you imagine having a a streak where you score sixty plus points four out of five games? I see why he he has the record for like uh, everything. A record for you know sleeping with the amount of women that he did, bro. I would be unhinged if I could average sixty plus points in a five game stretch. Unhinged. Listen, Will was so out there. Will played in Philadelphia. He took the train every day because he's like, listen, a man of my stature needs to live in New York. I'll play here. I'll, I'll show up before the game. No, 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 no fuss. But Wilt needs to live in New York. And he would take the train every single day to and from. Because a man of his stature, Will said, I, I like the vibes of New York. A little more. Steve, Stephen A would have called it a sham. It was a I, sham. Mommy Karam. As someone who is not nearly as famous as Wilt was, I can confirm living in New York is a lot of fun. <laughs> imagine if you imagine if you were Wilt. I, I would have a gold-plated six-shooter in my jersey at all times. Who's going to tell who's Wilt gonna, I can't have this? Who's going to check you? I scored 100 points. You? I can have the gold six-shooter if I want to. As I said, they pull up, people just walking in, and they say, it's like, oh, he scored 100. He's not nah, let him in. He's good. He's all right. Uh, if I don't, if I don't get the block off, psh, balls out of the sky. Who's gonna check Wilt? I scored a hundred. Jackson's right. They would definitely call Wilt just running dunk man. Oh, he's just tall, man. He just he just nothing but tall. He just yeah. running dunking. He, he can't even make his free throws. He can't shoot. <laughs> he has no bag. Hey, that, one Wilt has no... Had, that one time he had twenty eight to thirty two though. That's true. What? It would be the Wilt Chamberlain uh, defense account. And anytime Bill Russell did anything, Will did it better. Ratio. Will uh, Bill hits his free throws. Dolph Shays is better. Hankama in the chat said, "Bag Twitter would be coming after Will." Oh, oh my God, dude! This bag Twitter. Will don't have a left man. It's like, well, I mean, he goes. He scores a hundred points with the right. Yeah, do we have any Will dribbling foot? School computer might blow up. Here uh, we go. Will Chamberlain gifs. Let's see this. What? what let's is see. This? Oh, no, that's just him passing the ball. I just want to see him dribbling. One? What's that? Yeah, what's that one? This one. Here we go. Guys are... Oh, that's him blocking. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that is a dead block. 
What a devastating smother. Wow. Well, he hey. Will was <laughs> oh not God. a real person, though. Oh, Will, Will is putting Dwight Howard through the crust of the earth. I don't care. That's a, I, I think Will, Will's like one of the few guys where, I mean, you, you could just plop him into today's game and he'd still be like a great player. Yeah. No, 100%. He's, He's one of like the nutrition, yep. stuff like that. If I took 1960, whatever, Will, and just put him in a playoff game today, he's still putting up numbers. Oh, yeah. Because his thing was, he was like 275. And I think Will might have been one of those, like, I never really lifted weight. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like just naturally big. It's like, I just did, I'd box and play Wait. tennis and volleyball, all that shit. It was a globetrotter. Okay. He can oh, yeah. I, d- I did know that. I did know he's Will. He's a globetrotter. He can absolutely dribble. Because he, if I'm not mistaken, he wanted to go pro. He was like, I'm way too nice in college. And he was right. But he couldn't go yet. So he's like, I need a year to make some bread. I think he did globetrot for a year, maybe two. So, do we, yeah, do we got any Will globetrotting, sliding on his knees like a metal art lemon or something? I might need a Will globetrotter jersey, though. I was that's just saying that. Just that's that. something to consider. Um, yeah. No. Wow, that might go crazy this summer. A Will globetrotter jersey. The Will, hey. Just look picture. Look oh my god! Look at the pants. Look at look how much satin that is. You got that shit on, boy. <laughs> Listen, the fit is a fit. I can't. Hey, I cannot tell a lie. Um, give me the one where he where he's holding the, the outstretched arm. This this one or uh, no uh, stretch. Oh, this is a scroll up. Oh, yeah, this, with the basketball. This one. Second one. That one. Like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. You show up. Yeah, dude. who you got? You guarding him? Hey, come on, dog. Why I gotta guard? Uh, nah. I, actually, I'm giant. about to go deliver some more papers. I'm about to go plumb some toilets, actually. I, I, yeah, I'm I'm a, a, I got I th- milk to deliver. I think his <laughs> arms are, if I were to lay down and he were to stretch his arms, I think his arms are taller than me. Pretty sure. Oh, oh, listen, his oh wings, yeah. yeah. His wingspan, I think, what, seven, eight? It'd be oh, way wow. taller than you. You could nip it at, he could probably bend his arms Will, and it might be taller than Will Chamberlain grabbing me up and just folding me like an accordion, <laughs> putting me in his bag, carrying me around. Have you, uh, have y'all seen the picture? It's a picture of Wilt, of Andre the Giant, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I have not. Oh, baby. To. This is, it was on, it's some, yeah, it populates for, it was on the set of some movie. There was that <laughs> one in the middle. That's the one. This, we're looking at, I th- yeah, Conan the Destroyer must have been. On set, we're looking at Wilt Chamberlain on the left, Andre the Giant on the right, and a, a, a pipsqueak named Arnold Schwarzenegger. They wow. they hold him up like this. It's like a family and they kid, man. This is how you hold up your nephew. <laughs> wow. And this is Andre the Giant. And what the, who do we think wins an Andre and Wilt? Mm. I think like Andre's clearly got the girth, but I don't. Wilt's a specimen, man. You can see it, dude. It, yeah. If Wilt got into kickboxing, he would be the UFC champion. Like, hey, Kareem was a Kareem used to train with Bruce Lee, man. Kareem, yeah, probably could have. Uh, he could have won some belts. Look at that leg reach, man. He, dude, imagine taking a kick to the jaw from Wilt Chamberlain. I, I think it'd take your head off your shoulders. I think it would yeah, literally I mean, remove. Know. Like rock him, sock him. Look how high Arnold Schwarzenegger's legs are off. The, he's having a blast. He's like, two, wee. <laughs> he was quoted saying, wee. Two feet off the ground, maybe. <laughs> and then I think the picture next, they're all standing on the ground, uh, which also gives some. Um, let me see. Uh, this one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Wow. This, 
Just you know, Mr. America. <laughs> yeah, Schwarzenegger, six whatever, uh, Mr. Bodybuilder. And he said it's like a oh, so I heard you've been acting up in class. Your teacher said you've been acting up in class. That's how his parents was looking at him. Oh, you wanna make you wanna make noise on the bus. What what what's the record for like the amount of beers that Andre the Giant drank? Oh gosh. I don't yeah. remember. It's something let's crazy. set let's set a line. We want to set a line before Scoop Googles it over like a plane uh, trip. 29 over, over 50 beers. Over under 90. 90. 90. It was a lot of beers, man. Yeah. Let's see. A hundred nineteen in man, six just, look, hours. I'm doing the Leo DiCaprio right now, man. He's he just like me. He, that's I do that thing. He set the world oh. record for number of beers consumed in a single sitting. 119, 12 ounce. 12 ounce. Did, did he drink all these beers without having to take a piss? Like, what's the deal? I know. I remember seeing the thing on when they would have to fly. They would, I think, is it Japan or they would fly somewhere overseas. When Andre the Giant had to use the bathroom on the plane, it was like, all right, boys, get the sheet because you just have to hold up a sheet and he pisses in a bucket because you're not going to get that man into an airplane bathroom. So it's just kind of like, hey, Andre's got to do his thing. You understand. He's not crude with it. We hold up the sheet. He turns his back. But you try to fit that guy in and out of that bathroom. That's how large this human being. Treating Andre the Giant like he's the horse that won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Bring out the sheet. Yeah, we don't want you to see him like this. We're keeping, um, we're keeping Andre below the plane. Click on Does that. Does it say what uh, kind of beers he was drinking? Uh, yeah, what, 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 what's Dre throwing down, man? Wait, which one do we want to click? Click. I get. I mean, that first one, the Pinterest one. Okay, that's 20, 20 12 ounce oh, beers no, an hour. That, that's just his uh, forearm bigger than the damn bar, man. Bro, let's go here. The drinking stories. Show me the here drinking stories. Here we go. Boom. There we go. Some accounts go. like one hundred fifty six. Some some claim one hundred fifty six beers. That's thirty beers off. <laughs> like uh, Dre, did you drink one twenty or one fifty? I don't know. Does oh, yeah, it doesn't matter at that point? <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying? What, what, what are you getting at? It was 132. What, um... Wait, 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 wait. If it was dollar, oh, oh, I didn't. I missed the dollar draft night part. Um, I thought they were saying that this would cost 119.156. I was like, that's not how much beer costs. Right, in those days, meant for Andre no. the Giant, it costs how much he said. It cost, yeah. Andre said, I'll pay $2 for a beer. We said, okay, it's $2. $2 beers for only Andre. Look at that. Uh, Look at that can in his hand, man. Being that big must feel awful. Like, Oh, it has to be miserable. <laughs> in his time? Yeah. In, it, like it's he, not a cool yeah. big like Wilt, you know, like a cool, handsome, suave big like Wilt was. It's just, I am a tank, and I feel awful. Even <laughs> like, like Wilt was kind of... Will made enough money for his time where he's like, hey, I'm tall, but I can make the best stuff. You know what I'm saying? He riding in the nicest cars and trains and all that stuff. Andre, I don't know how much money was in wrestling back then. You know what I mean? So I don't know how, how easy he was able to relatively. Mm -hmm. But he was yeah, 7'4", and he went between, <laughs> went between 500 and 700 pounds, just a little 200-pound range. Yeah. That's relevant too. That that's big, also that me. Be like a weight fluctuation for you, you know? Like yeah, like and, uh, I, and I fluctuate like ten pounds over the course of a couple of weeks. That's like that's it, <laughs> it, well, and also like an injury. If he sprained his ankle, 
he'd have to put on like 30, like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I can't move, right? I have to eat yeah. as much as I it takes to keep me going. But yeah, I can't move between 507. Wow. And so he had plenty of money, just way too big. Yeah, I'm sure he was baked because he was like one of the bigger stars in the world. Mm-hmm. Not just wrestling, but even it's just, I don't think there, there's nothing equipped for somebody that size. No, no. You know what I mean? Like humans aren't supposed to exist. Human's not supposed to. He's not supposed to be size. that big, bro. <laughs> and what's this? I was in. What's the Japan story say? School. Um. Okay. Let's see. Um, oh wait, do we have drinking facts? Hold on. I think I'm a little bit more interested by the drinking yeah. facts. Yeah. Okay. There we go. 119 12 ounce beers in a single sitting, which has to be an unofficial world record or something. A forty thousand dollar bar tab. From the Hyatt London Hotel Bar during the filming of the Princess Bride, he probably in like two scenes, man. Like, how long was he there to be like a forty thousand dollar tab? He drank forty vodka and tonics in or around Kansas City after last call, imbibing booze until five a.m. After approximately seventy-five beers, Andre and Dusty Rhodes hijacked a couple of horse-drawn carriages. And proceeded to joyride around New York. They drank yeah. a, conco- a concoction. They don't even know what was in it, school. A concoction of 40 ounces of various liquors. <laughs> known as the American. <laughs> Imagine all the shit you could get into before there were, like, cell phones and shit. Oh, yeah. <sighs> it's like, man, we just saw Andre the Giant walk in here. Bullshit you did. I swear to God. He's in here right now. He's drank 74 beers. Now he's driving a horse-drawn carriage with Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> he, he picked up that's, that's the policeman. Yeah, he picked the policeman up, and now because of the time, man, nobody has a picture of Andre the Giant, Dusty Rose stealing horses. Man, we live in a shit time. After look, yeah. after last call, after last call, <laughs> forty. So hey, last call, Andre said, "Let me get forty vodka and tonics for the road, and then y'all can close me out." Forty, and then oh, I'm okay. then we're all set. We're all set. Can you imagine. The hangover after drinking 119 beers. Like, you got to no. be shitting water no, I... for like a week. Do we think he, <laughs> did he even get he drunk? Different. Like... I was going to say, he probably, he, he was moving different, man. I don't even know if he felt it. I feel like What's he would What's the most amount of beers you guys are drinking a day? 119, no. Um, I had an 18-pack of Bud Light one time. My record's 32. That's pretty good. That's pretty was it with birthday or something? Like I feel like a high number, like you're trying to do something yeah. for an hour or a birthday or I graduated. So it was graduation. Yeah, grad okay. I'm trying most number of beers in a day. Not 32, I'll tell you that. I don't like it. You get me in a good it's gotta be a college football. Like if I'm going to a game, like a tailgate early, you drink at the game, then drink after it over a day. See, this was a March. It was like the first weekend of March Madness in college, and we were just yeah. sitting around TVs for like twelve hours, just hammering beers and seeing how much we could drink. I I hit thirty two in Natty Lights. It was bad. That's pretty tough. Uh, Edward Forty. Yeah, I used to play Edward Forty Hands. I used to play a little Edward Forty. Oh, hell hands. yeah, that I was my that shit. I love Edward Forty Hands. You play some Edward Forty Hands. Uh, play some Edward Forty Hands with Andre the Giant. I mean, that's and... just. I, I, he could hold probably like three or four. I was like, you tape three, but he probably just crushes them all before you finish your first one. 
low-key, when you were broke as hell in college, the 40s were a great bang for your buck. Because you could go to the store and get like 12 Hurricanes for $24. That'll set you right for a weekend if you pay for That was my coat, my profile picture for years was just two Colt 45s because that was the, that was the dinner uh, for a certain por portion of my life. Two Colt 45s in a can. Things were going great. Um, one time I it was like my the first time I ever got really drunk. It was at a Badger game and I didn't I forgot to put sunscreen on before I got drunk. Ooh. And I, I remember going to Culver's after the game where my where my Badger gear all red and the cashier goes, whoa, your arms are the same color as your shirt. And I was like, oh, they fried you, Scoob. Right. They fried you, Scoob. Really, really, really drunk. I looked down at my arms and I'm just like, oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> whoa. And I was like, oh, man, I was so red. It hurt so bad. That's for a football game, I'm guessing. Yeah, Badgers football. And it was against like fucking Massachusetts State or Massachusetts, Mississippi those, State. Those, they won by like a hundred points, fifty six points. That's when you get the drunkest man. Like you at a foot college football game, your team up, oh, 28 nothing in the first half. You're drinking another beer. Yep, man, we yep. up forty a half. We'll drink another beer. Who man, y'all got two more? I'm going to get two more beers after y'all get back. So nah, that was you was asking for it. Yeah, I remember I went to a Ravens game once. I don't remember who they were playing, but they beat the hell out of this other team, <laughs> and. I got so goddamn drunk at that game. I, I spent way too much money, but it was a great time. Great time. Because once, once the fear of, like, missing out on action leaves you, once you oh, don't yeah, care what's going down on the field, it just turns into a whole party. It's great stuff. Pretty much. I wonder, like, where did Andre sit? Like, when he sat down, you think he was like, I'm going to get to 119. Or if he's just like, I'm just going, I'm just going to pop tops, right? I'm just going for the vibe. You just look up, and it's 87 beers. And the server's like, can I can I clear some of these out for you? Uh, yeah, you can get a couple of these, please. Yeah, he sits at uh, the end of the bar, and they just put him down on the bar all the yeah, way down. <laughs> it dum 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 dum. There's that cartoon uh, character factory line. Shit. <laughs> um, he, he starts at one end. He 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 doesn't move. He moves down the line. Like he finishes the beers <laughs> he here, moves to the stool yeah. over here, finishes them there. And it's enough glass for uh, to do all new windows at the church. That's how much come from the uh, recycled beer seen, bottles. Like that Looney Tunes gift where like there's this dog like at a table and he's dressed up in a suit and he sees someone that he finds attractive like down the hall. He starts like slamming the table and go, ooh, yeah. ooh, let's oh, go. Yeah. That's the Horn, point. Horny cartoon time. wolf. Yeah. Every, yeah. yeah. Every time Andre and I walk into the bar, that is the bar owner. Yes, that fourth one right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There yeah. it is. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's him right there. Is that... <laughs> Is that Andre's truck? Oh, that's Andre's truck. Oh, yeah. baby, we're going on vacation. We're putting the kids in private school this semester. We're... He just uh, see Andre the Giant come in. Um, wow. I think we just leave this running in perpetuity while we close it out. This guy yeah. is the horniest wolf of all time. Devastatingly horny. No, but it really be like that sometimes, you know. <laughs> Game's a game. You have 115, 116 beers, and you, your eyes start to wonder. That's um, right. Charles McDonald, who's on the exempt list this week? Uh, it's my buddy, uh, Ali Connolly. He <laughs> lives overseas. Uh, so he 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 alternates between uh, England and or Great Britain and Boston, which is why it says. Uh, the whitest man in media on. The I was gonna say that. 
That's two uh, <laughs> sides of a very white coin. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy though. So we got him too about some teams that went all in this year. Uh, I was on the Minicom show this week too. Fine mom yesterday. Uh, and tomorrow's my birthday. So hell yeah, happy you guys birthday! Should all, thank you. You guys should all subscribe to uh, the exempt list. Give it a five star review as a birthday present to me uh, because It'd I be enjoy this. It'd be a shame if you guys didn't. I might not come back if you don't. You don't want that, do you? You don't want that. So, yeah. For for birthday, Charles, happy birthday in advance. Thank you. For chat, as we all just watched the horny wolf, the super horny wolf, who is now backwards. <laughs> um, thank Woo! you to chat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you to school for pushing our buttons on the way out. Thumbs up on the YouTube five star, wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe in the chat. You could join us tomorrow and we will catch you tomorrow.